Hello, and welcome back to Polliver, a BMX podcast with Chris Doyle. My next guest is Jerry Bagley. Uh, this interview turned out way better than I ever could have expected. Jerry was incredibly honest and open with everything regarding his BMX career, how it all came to be, and what kind of happened to him after his BMX career was over. Um, there were certain parts of Jerry's story that I wasn't even going to ask him about because I didn't want to you know, bring up bad memories or embarrass him in any kind of way. But Jerry kind of brought everything out on his own. And uh, like I said, he was just, you know, super open and, and incredibly honest with, with everything. And I didn't really need to even worry about uh, embarrassing him or asking him a weird question because he was, he just came with it and laid it all out on the table. And I really look forward to hearing um, some comments about this podcast, about this interview that, uh, that I did with Jerry um, because there's a lot of information and there's a lot of things that will probably surprise a lot of people and uh, I don't want to talk too much about it but uh, I want to give a special thanks to Biz for not only being my co-host in the interview but also um, suggesting that I, I do this one with Jerry uh, while I was out in Cali last month. So Again, uh, I really appreciate Jerry for taking the time and for being so, uh, so open with his entire story. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Jerry Bagley. Chris Doyle. Yeah, man. Ryan um, Jordan. It always yeah. feels weird to turn on the microphone and then all of a sudden we have to like just go through it. start some new conversation Awkward. all of a sudden. But uh, even though we've been talking for like an hour, because it takes me forever to set up my shit. Um, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I, was, I was stoked. Um, I was talking with Biz. Uh, I told him I was coming out here. And I should also mention we got Biz as the I, uh, <laughs> co-host, uh, who knows Bagley a lot better than I do. I've already introduced him, so your job's <laughs> done. Okay. And uh, you can help me fill in any kind of blanks. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like Biz had mentioned, like, hey, why don't you, like, your podcast, why don't you do one on Bagley? I'm like, fuck, I totally forgot. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that'd be sick. Because I think that you have a pretty interesting story. You definitely had a, a good tenure in, in the sport and, and you know, made, uh, made a pretty big splash. Even, yeah, uh, you know, I think there's, like, some, some things that will surprise some people about your story. But, uh, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked that we're here, man. No, I was definitely shocked. I'm like, what? I was like, Biz <laughs> mentioned it, and I was like, I'm like, all right, I'm down for sure, you know? Like, it seems like if someone asks them something like that, you're like, kind of like, why me? You know what I'm saying? But if you look at perspective, like, if someone talked to you or Biz, like, I'd be definitely intrigued. Like, when uh, Biz was on one, I was like, holy crap, just to hear the stories and stuff like that. You're yeah. like, it brings back memories and also that time and error, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you, um, shit, you just got back from the East Coast. You were like uh, out there riding trails or, or what? Yeah, I just, my kids go back every year for a month to see my family back there. So I was like, I had free time, like 4th of July, and I just kind of planned it accordingly so I can pick them up and fly home with them. So I was like, I just want to ride and get away. Like, no agenda, like, live out of a backpack. I was like 16 again and just had no agenda. It was awesome. Well, I, I saw on Instagram, you're like, oh, I just built up this bike. Like, you, you had a picture of your bike and everything. You're like, it's been a while. And, like, did you not have a bike for a while or what? I did. Uh, Enns gave me a bike a while ago. Like, one of his, I think it was one of his prototype bikes or something like that. 
and it just didn't feel right. And I was just, every time I wrote it, I felt like crap. And I was like, man, I can't manual, I can't do this. And I was like, felt like I was like 15 novice again. I'm like, dude, I'm like, what is wrong with me, you know? It's like we all have to, like, if not ride for a long period of time, all of a sudden you come back and like there's hiccups and starting over again, you know? But I think it was because I was riding a mountain bike for a long period of time, like a downhill bike, and it was a lot heavier. So I think that had a big factor to do with it. But, and also once I, I built up that new bike, I got on it and I could just manual right away. It just like, it felt like a trail bike. It was a Credence, so it's like, I guess it's like built for that, you know? And I just, it was just so comfortable. I feel like a Credence is good for any dude that hasn't ridden in a, in a minute. Yeah. And like, he was riding responsive street angles. <laughs> so yeah, it was just not probably got a steep yet. head too, yeah, like man. short back end. Yeah, I felt, oh, I was just, I just felt like an alien on it. I'm like, what is this thing? And I'm like, I just couldn't, even riding trails, I was just, it was just wasn't, so did the credence feel pretty good? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I got on, I'm like, all right, cool. It was still kind of light. So I was trying to put heavier parts on it. But once I rode it, I'm like, it's just comfortable. It felt like riding my old trail boss back in there or something like that. It was like built for that, built for trails. I put pegs on it. I just rode trails and didn't really ride anything else. Yeah. Like no skate parks, nothing like that. Well, I was kind of tripping because I'm looking at this, this picture on your Instagram of, of your new bike and I'm like... Did he not have a bike? And then I'm like, I wonder, like, did you ever, like, officially, like, stop riding? Did you ever, like, were you, like, ever just, like, quit? Uh, um, that's kind of, I don't know. It was. Or is it too early to get into that type no, of thing? No, no, no. It was just, wasn't, I didn't. Breaks. <laughs> it's weird. In, like, California, I'm type of person, it's like, you can go to trails out here and ride the same trails and go to another set of trails. It's almost like the same cookie cutter trails. It's just, it's weird. It's not like back east where there's you go two miles down the road. It's a fully different scenery, style, everything like that. Out here, I feel like it's just the same thing. It just kind of gets repetitive to me. And the skate parks, I just have no, it just doesn't entice me. It just, so I just kind of like, just kind of faded away. And then my kids and work and it just, I just wasn't having fun. Yeah. And it just like left a sour taste in my mouth after the whole thing ended and just I just kind of like which took we'll a break. Get to. Oh yes, we will. Um, but yeah, so well that's I'm I'm stoked that you you got to go out east, but uh, did you get to ride caddy or posh or anything like that? <laughs> no, we were talking about that one. Uh, I flew in, stayed with Aloise and helped him out build this pump track in there, had a good time. And then uh, one day like I'm like I'm going to go to caddy, you know. And hit up those guys and I was like I was talking to Stoffer and drove all the way out there an hour and a half. And then I was like a mile down the road and it's just monsoon. Like I'm in, in that bad of rainstorm. I can't tell you how long, like yeah. it was crazy. And then Stoffer's like, dude, the trails are done. I'm like, I know I'm a mile away. And like, I was so bummed. And then I drove to Posh and the same thing when I got there, it was sunny all the way there. And then when I got there, it was just downpouring. Dude, that's Pennsylvania. Like the last <laughs> three years have been just like that. Like it, Every day, like every day, like, oh, it's four o'clock, here comes the storm, and there's just, and then you're done for the next no, three no. days. That's my luck. Like, I would travel <laughs> 3,000 miles and show up to ride trails and just be like, oh, by the way, you can't ride today. You're done. <laughs> As I'm trying to get my equipment running, I'm like, I was having some trouble, and you're like, yep, that's just my luck. <laughs> yeah, it is always like, it's always some catch 22 or something like that. Um, well, shit, if you don't mind, let's take a walk back. Like, let's, let's go back to New England life. Yeah. Let's go back to 1993. <laughs> well, um, you're from uh, North Reading, Massachusetts, right outside of, of Boston. Um, what was like? What was some of your first introduction to riding? Um, so pretty much, I found a bike in, in the gutter. It was a mongoose. It was like one. I forget. It was like the original one. Like 
I just seen like they're doing like the mongoose, the uh, Stranger Thing ones. It mm-hmm. was like that identical one, and that was my first bike. And I found it. and I just started riding. Like, and it's weird. Like, my brother was a skateboarder, and I was trying to be, emulate him to be a skateboarder too, and just try to like follow him and his friends around. And just, I just sucked on a skateboard. I was horrible. <laughs> and like riding was just fun to me. It was more came to me a lot easier. You know, I just I can get around faster. It just wasn't as hard to learn things or do things or ride wheelies or whatever, you know. It was just a different, people gravitate to different things and I just gravitate to that. Well, it, I mean, you were a pretty big deal in BMX, but your brother also became a pretty big deal in skateboarding. And yeah. He's on like the biggest uh, podcast in the world now. And, Crazy. Um, yeah, Roger. Yeah. Roger Bagley. Yeah, he's been skating forever. Like he just, he would always go in the city and then uh, he's running like a, one of the biggest skate shops in the city called Positive, it was, that thing just blew up quick. And it seems like whatever he's been involved with is always kind of skyrocketed and he's always got the shit end of the stick and just uh-huh. kind of, it would just fall off and he would get screwed, you know? But it's good to see him doing really well in it, you know, having fun doing it and just, it's just, it's cool. Well, yeah, and I remember like for years, like, and again, we can, we'll get all to this later like you would show up with like some cool shit on like some cool like new sponsor and you'd be like yeah my brother hooked it up <laughs> and, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like who's your brother and then like I started like through seeing skate videos I would see his name I'm like I wonder if that's Jerry's brother yeah. Roger Bagley like I always see his name at the, in the credits and things like that but but that's pretty rad that you guys both like like you said you gravitated towards different things but you both found success yeah. doing stuff that you love to do but uh, okay so you find the bike in the gutter you start riding um and then I was riding with this kid called, his name was Kevin Larkin. I still remember the stakes. He's the one that introduced me to the local track we used to ride at, Wakefield. And it's like two towns over. And we, his dad would drive us there. And I was just, I pulled up and I was like in awe. I was just, I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, this is BMX Plus. Like, the races, like, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. It was like, and then, like, I, and I went there on race day. I went there the first time, rode a little bit, and I was just kind of intimidated. And then, like, that weekend, went to the, watch the races. Like, oh, they race every Sunday. I'm like, no way. I'm like, this is going to be crazy. You know, went down there, and we saw this guy, Rick Bell. His name was Radical Rick. And he was, like, legend. he was, like, the legend at that time. He was the one doing the crazy kickouts, almost turndowns, old-school style ones. Yeah. And, like, he was just, like, an icon at that time. And just watching him, he would jump, like, the biggest jumps there and find things to jump. And it was just, like, holy crap. Like, it was just, and that made me, let the fire more in me. I'm like, I want to. I want to do this. Did racing come natural to you? Yeah, my first race. <laughs> so this kid across the street, uh, what was his name? Do you remember his Mark name? Mark McDonough. See, he business everyone knew. Oh, Mark McDonough. <laughs> Encyclopedia. Right Seriously. Now. Dude. And uh, Bro. He, yeah, he was like a surfer kid, but back east. And he was right across the street from the track. And uh, he lent me this old school motorcycle helmet. It was like. Really? Oh, dude, it was huge. Yeah. My first race. I was starting one-footed because I couldn't balance on the gate. My parents paid for it, and I went down there. And I, the helmet was like this big. I looked like Marvin the Martian. It was so big on my head. It was awesome. <laughs> and uh, I think I raced. I think it was Mike Long, and I think I beat him that first time I ever raced. And he was like already like novice or something like that, or almost expert. And I beat him, and I was like, he was snapping the gate, and I just because I rode there like in the summertime every day. Rode there, rode all day long, and rode home. You rode a BMX track all day long. All day long. Oh, wow. But that, that, that's all we had. We yeah. didn't have anything. We didn't yeah. know street. We didn't know. The only thing I had in my town was like we made flyouts or like in the parking lot was like a cookie cutter. 
and it was like just a parking stall where the light towers are and the corner where the two concrete blocks meet I would kick the mulch into the corner and jump as far as I could. Yeah. Like, gunk, and I'd be hauling at it, you know? It's just, that's what we rode. Yeah. It's flyouts and that type of stuff. That's the best shit about being a kid is like the shit that you'll just like adapt to. You're like, oh, this, I want to ride my bike. This is, you know, yeah. I'll kick some mulch onto this thing and launch it. It's nothing like it is now. Like, kids, like, I'm not going to build jumps. There's already a skate park on the street. Yeah. It's like so spoiled. Spoiled and just, Yeah. Entitled now. It's just, it's sad. Yeah, I uh, when I was talking with Biz last night, he was like, he was saying how you used to go away to like go to different races. So like at Wakefield uh, BMX track, did you like just kind of become like the local no badass? No, it was it wasn't even that. Like yeah, it was, you were the local badass. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I just it was just racing. Like I guess I just because I rode everywhere so much, and my friends like Mike Long and these other guys in Woburn, yeah. their parents were driving there. And I rode there every day because my parents were working or whatnot, you know. My parents would come pick me up at night and I would schedule, obviously, or call them from the payphone. None of this cell phone crap, you right, know. Right, right, right. But uh, it just, like, I just started riding more and more and more and started learning stuff. And just, and then the state races would come and my parents, seeing how into it I was, and they would take me to the state races. And then from the state races, it would be like a regional in like Cape Cod, race the regional. I would do pretty good. And then they're like, wow, like this... He's, he's into it. it was, my parents always told me, it's like, if you get passing grades, you don't get in trouble, we'll do whatever you want. Like, we'll take you wherever you want. I've never skipped school ever in my life. I've never, like, I did the best I could to, like, graduate school. I graduated and everything like that. My parents held their end of the bargain, and I did too, and it was, I was very fortunate. Were you traveling outside of Massachusetts to go to different races? Like, yeah. Like, down the East Coast or anything? Yeah, like, it started just doing state races, and then the regional race would be, like, in... Um, Connecticut yeah. or where where did the Diamondback come into play because that's how I remember you most oh. is that's when I first met you when you were on the Diamond. that's I thought that was your first bike that no. you found yeah no so this kid in town like he was like the rich kid like kind of two he's like actually three years older than me like my brother's age four years older and uh, he was hanging out with, like kind of like, cool kids like the stoners and stuff like that and uh, he had like this Diamondback it had inch and eight tires oh, shit. it yeah. had like the it was, it, everything was chrome and red and uh it was dude the thing was so badass like the first day i blew out the tires because i just i would just jump to flat like that's all we did and that's yeah. all we knew you know and that was my second like my real first bike i ever had that we bought from him that's my nice. dad bought from him yeah that was my and i was race. like <laughs> yeah. i was like just and i started changing all the parts out because i'd be every probably month or two i'd be raking the forks out like Back in the day, like you'd have to change out your forks all the time or yeah. your headsets or do what you had to do. But yeah, that was my first like legit bike when I met you guys. Yeah, yeah. When, how old were you guys when you guys met? Dude, I must have been 12. You must have been 14 probably. Or something. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you would come down with your brother. Yeah. Um, but you had said like back in the day, like Biz and I talked uh, last night and he was saying like, Bagley would like go away to these races and come back with yeah. like stories of like racing other kids. Yeah, that's like, as, as he got a little more established, then he would, yeah, his parents would take him to nationals. Yeah, yeah, no, when, when we were talking about the 16 X class. Oh, you yeah. know, so yeah. Like the most competitive race yeah. class yeah. Of, of that time. Like the yeah. most fun to watch, too, I think. Yeah, like back then, it was like that's when racing was cool. I think every, it was, it was, it was crazy because a lot of the guys I would race, I would race like Miranda and then 
I've raced him for like two months and then he would move up a class. Or like guys like that were like fast and like you go to national and you were expert. It was like I won like US number one novice, like US Open novice. It was it was it was funny, you know what I'm saying? Looking back and I was like, oh cool, you know, like I'd always joke with my friend Justin Lopes about it. He's like, oh, number one nov, I should have beat you and you were smoking cigarettes and you're racing me and stuff like that. Like as I was still in high school, just an idiot kid, like different life in high school then all of a sudden outside of high school i was like riding bikes all day long because it wasn't cool then you know yeah yeah so um what trails would you guys have obviously you guys were riding trails back then too. yeah the, all the ones racing. i told you about and well we didn't really have trails after yeah. that that bike it was more mostly bike track dude we were at the track for years yeah years. we were at the track for a good solid maybe six seven years huh that's all <laughs> well, we were like like probably three or four yeah three and then yeah but and then like i i forget where i seen it but i found this spot it was like a sandbox pretty much yeah and i started building jumps there and who was it you or someone else like that ain't gonna work doing these jumps i told back this story to last night yeah Oh, when you were trying to build a rhythm yeah, section? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this ain't going to work. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I've seen it. I've seen it. Because you go to races, and behind the racetrack, it's like rollers and tabletops. And like they had like little kids would be building stuff, you know? And that's where I'd see it is at Nationals. I'd be like, dude, this is cool. This is awesome, yeah. you know? So this is 93, 94. Right. So like rhythm was pretty new, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Did you ever gain any kind of like recognition or any kind of sponsors like just for racing? Yeah. Like it'd be like the local, like, uh, the first one I always wanted to ride for was like this Wakefield Schwinn, the town that the bike track was in. And like, they never really did anything. He was just kind of like, oh, a local bike shop. He's like, oh, I don't care about this stuff, you know, just never really helped out. But uh, there was some guys in Rhode Island that had a bike shop and like hooked me up, like just gave me bike parts or something like that, or just mostly a jersey. And that's what you would do back in the day. Like, here's a jersey, you're sponsored. You're yeah. like, this is all it is, you know, like you buy your leathers, but I'll give you a jersey. <laughs> gotcha. But it was multiple teams like doing that. And then uh, I think like the first time I really got hooked up was when I got Wakefield Schwinn, our friend Sean Tuff started working there. And then he finally established a team. It was like Wakefield Schwinn and then Schwinn like, I bought a Schwinn aluminum when they first came out. And then the, the rep there finally, like I think when I broke one, he gave me another one. Like I cracked the down tube and then he gave me another one. And I was like, holy crap, like this is, people give you stuff? I'm like, yeah. this is crazy, you know? <laughs> Dude, the first time someone gives you like a bike part or a bike suit, like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I was like, no effing way. Yeah. I'm like, you can cuss on the show if you want. Well, well I was just, it was just <laughs> yeah. as a kid thinking that, I was like, holy, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I don't want to skip too far ahead, but uh, so forgive me if I do. Did you get sponsored by Standard for racing yes. originally? Yes. So, uh, yeah, like in 1996, I graduated high school. Like, I was, uh, I was this guy, Bill Curtin, I can't remember his name, but he would always call his place like, hey, I'm, 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 I, have a, I have a national bike team. He's like, I want you guys to sponsor. He kept hounding Rick Malterno, hounding him, hounding him, hounding him. And like he would ride like a, a he, had, he made him make a cruiser for him. So he was riding the cruiser and he was like, had the standard jersey and stuff like that. He was like kind of co-factory, you know? And then finally he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, ride for me, ride for me. I'm like, all oh, right, cool, no problem. And then he made, remember the standard jerseys, the blue ones, the factory ones? Oh, yeah. Like the Fox Leathers. Like, I'm like, I always wanted that. I'm like, that's, that's the shit right there, you know? So he made a yellow one that said co-factory team. <laughs> I blacked out the co in the factory. Did you? Yes. Because oh, I'm like, shit. fuck this. Like, 
I still have a yellow standard jersey. Like, I'll have to send you a photo. You still have it. it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saved all my jerseys. Well, I remember the yellow jersey. Um, I forget what race it would have been. There was like a 19X race that was in props. Yeah. And uh, I think you also had footage from the jumping contest. Yep. It might, might have been South Park. Yep, uh, it was, yeah. Um, but I, I saw this footage of you from the jumping contest, which Biz and I talked about last night as well. And uh, But then I was like, oh, like that dude's racing in 19X. Yeah. Like, who is he? He rides for Standard? Like, because yeah. me being the nerd that I was, I knew everyone who rode for Standard. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, who the fuck's Jerry Bad? Because at, at, at that time, like, there was, like, you have to wait for the magazines to come out to get anything or, like, a props or something like that. And, like, I wasn't to that point yet because I was still racing and I wasn't, like, a dirt jumper yet. You know what I'm saying? I was still just a racer. Like, so I went to Florida and then, uh, I'll back up a little bit. So I wrote for that national team, and then uh, Rick, I would, I would buy frames off Rick for like wholesale, you know what I'm saying? So then finally, like, I would do these clinics. And remember, like, we'd, I, I would pay people to come to the clinic, well, people to help out, like Alan Zell, a couple other guys would help me at the clinic. There would be like 40 or 50 kids at a clinic at $20 a piece, and they would get a t-shirt, like $30 a piece, they would get a t-shirt, I'd buy them for Rick for like $10 each, and I would make extra money because there'd be so many kids. And I was like, holy crap. I'm like, and that's when I started actually realizing that I could have a little following. You know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. and that was kind of like eye-opening. I'm like, oh, well, that's actually could be something. Like to have this many kids, I would have to split up three or four groups to do different things because there was so many kids there. Wow. That's and that's awesome. when racing was, like Wait, there was a lot. What did you do this time? Wakefield. Did you? Yeah. 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 Like Crazy. Alan Zal would help me out. All these other yeah. guys would help me out. And I have different guys in different turns. Crazy. Teaching turns, gates, like how to jump, how to pump, and all these things. And there was so many kids. It was, it was unreal. Damn, just giving back to the community, right? Yeah. Like giving back to my pocket too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you can make a little cash on yeah. the side. With a small profit on the side. Yeah. yeah. Well, shit, being 16, 17, 18 years old, it's like, actually, that was my 18 because that's when I came back from. So, uh, back well again so after that John Maul called me and then he's like hey do you want to go to Florida with me I have an apartment and he's like me Rotondo and then uh, Tegurda I think like that and I'm like dude no I'm going I'm, I'm going to California I'm going to California it's always the dream because we'd see it in BMX Plus like Sheep Hills Sheep Hills course, Sheep Hills yeah. the the Bowl of California as, <laughs> as Daryl Nuss said it the other day but uh, and then uh, and then my mom went to a psychic and then she was like, well, the psychic told me you're going to Florida. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, no lie. My mom comes back, tells me that. I'm like, you're tripping. And then a couple days later, Maul called me. He's like, hey, you want to go to Florida? Oh, shit. And I'm like, bullshit. Like, I'm getting wow. chills right now thinking about it. It I was, in, it that. was insane. And that's when I graduated school. It was wintertime. And Maul's like, yeah, let's get out of here. And that's when that whole South Shore was going off and everything. That's when BMX was like. Was it like scum and that's when it started yeah. coming and it got really big. Okay. Yeah. Jerry's mom with the, the psychic. We were driving by a psychic yeah. today and there, it's this one in uh, like right outside, it's Costa Mesa. Newport, yeah. And you're like, how does a place like that stay in business? They Dude. got the best real estate and like, who's going to the psychic? Dude. Bagley's mom. <laughs> well, she, well, she doesn't go anymore. It, it, it's crazy. Like, like she would go, but she wouldn't go all the time. It would just be like spontaneous. Yeah. And like, like seriously, it was so weird. It was like, I would say like 25 out of the 75% was, was, came to be true. And I was like, holy shit. When, I, when she told me that and then Maul called me and I'm like, no fucking way. Wow. I was like, I'm like, all right, looks like I'm going to Florida. Yeah. Packed up my little Honda 
and then left for Florida. Drove down there. Damn. Yeah. And so, and this is when you were like co-sponsored yeah. by. Stanley. Uh, yeah, I was co-sponsored. And then, uh, so we get down there. We're riding. I'm riding like a, a Badlands Stonehenge. And remember, Stonehenge had the crazy bulls and stuff like that. And I would sit there and pump that bull for hours and yeah. hours and hours. And those guys ride the mini ramp and whatnot. But uh, and then I found some trails because I was go to the bike track. And I would ride with like Duncan and Nasty and like those Southern Florida guys. And Carpet where, trails. Yes. Were you, were you riding with, uh, I don't know where I saw this footage, probably one in one of Cookie's videos or something. Were you riding with like Abadessa, Eric yes. Abadessa as well? I used to live on the street from him. So we'd go to the track and ride together. And I would take, he would, like, he would go to the skate park, but he wouldn't really ride. And I kind of, I would ride the track with him and he'd come to the skate park with me. So I kind of introduced him to come to the skate park a bunch. And it actually helped his riding, and me riding with him at the track helped me out. I wasn't anywhere near being pro, but like those guys were fast in Florida, and like I couldn't hang in Florida because those guys were just—that's like that's Training. like factory. <laughs> that's like those dudes are used to sprinting for like a mile straight and be fine, you know. I didn't realize you knew Nasty and Duncan back there yeah. as, as well. That's why I met them in '96 because of those trails. God, I forget the name of those trails. Melbourne, Melbourne, yeah. <laughs> It was oh, all yeah. carpet jumps, sand. The ones that were out in the open a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. by this pond. And that was where I met Buddendeck. And Buddendeck did my first checkout. I think it was in, was in Snap? Snap, probably. Yeah, it was, it was a turndown. Turn down. I remember yes. that. Yeah. that Buddendeck shot that photo. Um, yeah, because yeah, so I saw that picture. I remember yeah. seeing that vividly. I still um, have that picture. My first photo is crazy. Damn, you're going to have to send me like a little like you know, group of photos so I can like post them up. But uh, I remember thinking you were a Florida guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I, everybody I, did too. It's so funny. I initially thought like, oh, that dude's from Florida, and I, I didn't hold that against you, but I was like, that's not like liar. Like it was. <laughs> well, I mean, if I was in Florida, around like Claiborne or something, you know. I, dude, I was living in North Carolina, so yeah. like I was, you know, southeast as well. But I just kind of associated you with with Florida, and uh, I, I'd heard of uh, Duncan by this point. I yeah. heard of Nastasio at this point, and they were yeah. just kind of like. <laughs> Kooky dudes, in my opinion, because I, I always sweated like, and I'm sure you did as well, like the like the Pittsburgh scene, posh and oh, yeah. Nam and all those oh, guys. Yeah. So, to me, like if you were from Florida, I'm like, eh, it's not really my style. Well, well, that was even like before I went to Florida. Like we would drive almost every weekend in the summer to Seven Eleven, like from like '96 and from like '94 to '96, because I had my license and yeah. and I would drive all these underage kids in my car. <laughs> Mobbing down the breakdown lanes, passing cars, just being stupid. So we'd go to 7-Eleven. We'd show up some mornings at like 6 in the morning and be riding the trails already. And just because we were just so, it was just, that was like. It's like the, the mecca. Oh, yeah. Right there. Like, uh, yeah, Biz was telling the story last night about like going to push for the first time. And I, you guys got there at like 7 a.m. Uh-huh. And just start riding. Yeah. And you rode till dark. It's like, yeah. It, it was crazy. And also getting on standard had a lot to do with Robbo because we would see Robbo at the trails. But Robbo, that's when, that's when Robbo was like, Robbo was big for a long period of time, but he was still factory then. Like he was, was he on standard then? I think he just got back on standard because he was on yeah, New before. Yeah, he would have been on standard then. Yeah, because he would show up and I'd just be like, holy shit, I'm like, this is Robbo. Like, yeah. He would just like jump out and do the manual line, jump back in. Like that's a funny story too. But he'd always test Robbo, like you, you oh, because dude. he was young trail kid. Like, yeah. Because like, yeah. like, when Robbo like jumped out manual around the the seventeen pack, something yeah, and, and manual dropped back in and kept jumping the section. And I said it one time, I'm like, 
I did that Robo shit. And someone said Robo, and he's like, what's up, motherfucker? Came back and like choked me. And I was like, dude, I'm just kidding, man. Like, like you can fuck with people, but I can't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Dude, like, that's, that's Robbie, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, he can dish it out, but he can't take oh, it. Oh, hell no. Robbie no. said to say what's up today. But yeah, and even you mentioned, like, I should do one on, on Robbie as well. But like, yeah. and it's funny, we're trying to leave the skate park, and he's just like telling us stories about like 7 oh, Eleven. It's, it's, like, it's the best. Oh, dude, man. I could just, I could put the, the, all this shit on him and just walk away and just let him talk as long as he wants that'd be awesome but yeah i always stories. i always lost track of like robbie's career it was like univega dk standard or maybe it was like dk then univega then standard it's crazy just, like i love instagram now to see all the old photos like the auburn days of him doing like a leary yeah. or something like that and just seeing that i'm like damn like that's like that made me i remember that brings me back to being a kid and looking at it and be like wow like bmx is awesome like yeah. that was cool like but yeah but going back to the Florida thing, yeah, like you went, you went that whole winter, and then you came back. I think on full factory standard, like from that trip, and we were like, what yeah, the fuck? yeah, yeah. Like, because well, Mall Turner yeah. came down. Yeah. There was a DK, was it a DK concert there contest? Yeah, the, but the, the, I didn't enter that one because they started from the roll. That's what BF won that one. Of course, when they got on twenty, oh, yeah, the right? single, the single, won everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. right by the starting hill and right to the right by the announcement. Yeah. I remember that. And he would just come up like, oh, whatever, man, I'll fucking win double A and win this. Like, it's like, damn, dude. Like, he was my idol forever. Like, because the racing, like, I love racing. I love just going fast and trying to pass people because I didn't have the best gait or best power. But just, I could pump anything hard because we rode fucking sand for our whole life right. and just garbage ass jumps, you know? Right, yeah. Dude, he was, BF was always the skinniest guy on the uh, gate. Yeah. Like, little tiny, like, twig legs. But he would fucking just. Beat Gary Ellis and be like, holy shit, dude, you look so good. I posted a uh, clip years ago um, of BF coming down the first straight at South Park. He's in fourth place. And he hits the jump that goes into the berm. And uh, he passes four guys in the air because he just takes the jump yeah. so much better than they do. Like, he carves from the... Like, it's almost like a Bubba Scrub. Like, huh? Like dude, this, it was yeah. before the Bubba Scrub was even yeah. the Bubba Scrub. And he, like, he goes from fourth to first like that yeah. and he just goes through the berm in first place and then he goes down that second straight and he's just like clowning on everybody and that's just where trails come to effect it's like like he goes to the trails and like that's what he loves to do like he did racing because I'm, I'm sure he loved it but also the money was enticing you know oh yeah but you go to the trails and just fucking kill it too like he had that ability to do both and look good at riding both and it was just he was just god man like that's yeah. why I, that's why I bought a Schwinn like and done yeah. all those things like it's just because I wanted to be like Brian Foster like I think everyone from our generation yeah. wanted to be I remember Craig Reynolds every, every interview would be like who's your favorite racer he's like of course Brian Foster <laughs> I can remember all that shit all yeah time. yeah dude he's the man like if you're winning double A and winning the dirt jumping contest yeah. and then getting stoned in between having like not even caring like it's so <laughs> dude, good getting kicked out of the ABA right dude haters um was that that Florida dirt jumping contest? Was that when they like were throwing the donuts when they had like the big donut yeah, fight? Yeah, Is that yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah. Okay. And the dude falls and gets the bar. And yeah. Then it got. It was always like oh, Brian Bennett Foster and, yeah, and then yeah, Bennett. Yeah. 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 It, it's funny at that time we never really went to Pittsburgh or that area, so we never really met those guys. And then after I came, uh, Malterno came down to that with all the racers, and because I used to race Nathan Schaefer, and he was. A standard factory yeah, rider, yeah. and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like he rides for standard, like fuck. <laughs> and I was like wearing my co-sponsored jersey. I'm just like so embarrassed. I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck!" I'm like, "I'm like that kid who buys the shit to be cool." And I'm like, "God, I'm so not that kid." I swear, you know. <laughs> but then I started racing. Like we'd battle. Excuse me. And uh, it was just, it just, 
it, the the cards fell into place. Right. I started hanging out with Rick and just it was just. And then so then you weren't you did start entering dirt shining contests. Yeah. And I yeah. I remember like your it might might have been your first clip and props ever. You do like on the six pack at South Park. Yep. Yeah. Bar spin on the second set. Turn down on the third. I was I was yeah. X up in the first one. They were yeah, like, why yeah. are you even X up the first one? It's not counting. And I'm like, I just do it. Yeah. Anyway, they so built a jump, but it wasn't count. Yeah. Oh, wow. They didn't count it either. My first contest was at uh, Christmas Classic one year, oh, and man. I fucking choked. I was yeah, so choked. scared, so scared. <laughs> was it a single? Yep. The Ardeline one, no foot on bar, no foot yeah. on bar. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that, dude. Ardeline was like the best yeah, dirt yeah, jumper yeah, yeah. in the world. Dude, seriously. Fuck. Well, realistically, I mean, BF was, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, shit. All right, we're done. Um, um, I'll see you later. Thanks for coming. Yeah. So you were on standard, like... The fucking the standard army starts to get built. It's like you and Tara, Punjab, Ground Chuck. But before that, it was Lucky. It was Sandy. It was, it was Joe. Joe. Yeah. It was it was those guys. Like uh, it was that was standard yeah. to well, me. It wasn't like it was well, like no, the I, changing of the. It was, I fully, it was standard two point of the guards. I fully yeah. remember that. And I remember. Um, I mean, I, I watched Style Cats religiously. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, when all those dudes left standard, like. You know, Frymouth left, Joe left, like all these all these people left. I was like, standards never gonna be cool again. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, but then came this like new wave of, uh, I guess you guys were, I, I'll call you kids. Oh yeah, but for it was sure. like 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 I said, you and Tara, Poonjab, Ground Shock. It's like, whoa, standards. Yeah. Pretty cool again. Like, yeah. and you guys had this like aesthetic that was like camo, and it was like kind of military was, style. That was like my first standard jersey. Was that South Park where it was yeah. like the shift. Like big old like motocross baggy yeah. pants and like had like the gray jersey. I still have one of those too. Yeah. Like I I actually I, I think I have a short sleeve one and a long sleeve one. I gave it to the auction. Yeah, the auction. So, at what point did you kind of just drop off the racing scene and you just like focused on like dirt contests and riding trails <clears throat> and, and filming? Um, I think it was pretty much after South Park. South Park was really the eye opener. That was when I really met like i think that was like one of the real first trips out was with that six pack was that really one of our first trips out to pennsylvania yeah that was well that was because that's my first time isaac that was the year we rode push for um yeah and the first time i met isaac and i was like holy shit that's isaac and craig yeah because he's 12 and one i'm like and then he was just like during the contest he was a judge and every time i do a run and he'd be like a two like just fucking around me but he wasn't doing that he was just doing the fuck with me and I'm like they just hold I'm like, shit over the thing cause yeah. it was like UGP plates like oh you get a fucking two you get a nine <laughs> every time I'm like what the fuck I'm like look at the fucking asshole he thought those were the real score <laughs> and I was cause I was so nervous I was like dude I'm like he's like a team member I'm like he's fucking Isaac you know what I'm saying <laughs> like it's just like him Bennett and those guys Poonjab and Sting all those guys like it was they were like just up here and we were like down here it seemed like you know just cause they were always in like and trend magazine and all that stuff and they were always around like props and everything you know just all the cool videos what was the length of time uh that you were actually on standard as like as like a full like I think it was like 96 to 98 or 99 no no oh, that's co-factory hold on I'm yeah. <laughs> when you had the real jersey i think it was like it was like 96 when i graduated so that was pretty much 97 after that so it's 97 to almost like 99, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so a good two-year stand. Yeah. On, on it seemed like so much longer. Dude, yeah. Look, yeah. Looking back. Like, yeah, it seemed like seriously five years. Yeah. Looking like, back, it, it seems like, like it would have been like five Every years. fucking kid wrote a standard, too. Dude. In Massachusetts. Yeah. I, I would buy them from Rick and just be like the middleman for people and like 
sell them for a price, full price for them and send him the money and not make a fucking dime. Everyone on the East Coast wrote the standard. Standard Army. Oh, standard like, Army shirts, dude. I had three of them. Yeah. yeah. I, so my first contest was in, and technically it was 97. It was the 97 Christmas Classic. Yep. And uh, the Standard Army was like in full force. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm like this intimidated kid. And with the jersey on. I hate No one knows who you are. Well, <laughs> yeah. nevertheless, like I'm with all my heroes. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, similar to, you know, we talked about meeting our heroes and everything. I'm like, oh my God, there's like this guy, this guy, this guy. And I remember the Standard Army was like, you guys were fucking yeah. army. Well, all the, I, all the hecklers, everybody's talking shit. Dude, like that was everybody just talk shit. I'm from North Carolina. Everyone's super nice. And like. It was like, him and Barrett just like super nice. Just quiet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like geeking out over everyone. Like. Robbie throws me an elbow. Doesn't know who I am. Yeah, like, yeah just go away, Kent. I got in Robbie's way, and he's like, get out of the way, Kent. And I'm just like, <laughs> dude, straight up called me Kent. And so he, he goes, get out of the way, Kent. And then he backs up, and it's all you guys. It's you and Tara oh, and, man. and Ground Chuck. And you guys are all just laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, no shit. fuck. I, like, I, hate, I hate Standard. I hate what they're about. But at the same time, I, I sweat at all you guys. Like, <laughs> so Punjab was like my favorite bike rider of all time. Dude, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I, was, I just thought I'd share that story. Like, <laughs> that, like, it's, funny, it's funny, Robbie. He'll remember everybody. He'll be like, oh yeah, I met you this year. Da, 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 what's up? And I'm like, holy shit, how does he remember everything? Yeah. He remembers everybody. That's one. I mean, that's, you know, you look at how many, every kid at the skate park today was on a cult. Yeah. Besides the guys that were sponsored, like Cordova and Chris Fox, like all those kids had cults because he can remember every kid. Like, yeah. he's just he's, he's a natural born salesman. Like True. he could just and Fuck. and he like pulls you in to where like he makes you feel really good about yourself. Do you remember like, one time I was a fucking call? That's how I was so mad at him. I, I forget what it was. I was so pissed at him, and I think someone told him. And I, I'm like, he's like, hey Bagley, what's up, man? You're fucking riding good. And I was like. Thanks, man. Like, oh, how you doing? Just fully just mind fucked me. And I'm like, oh, but I was glad. Like, he's just, he's just Robbie. Like, he's yeah. just talk shit and just, it's just how it is in BMX, you know? Or like, he'll be like, dude, Bagley, I like that hat, man. Yeah. You look fucking good in yeah. that hat. And you're, you feel good about yourself. Yeah. And then like, like, damn, all right. Yeah, Robbie's okay. And then like, he'll be like, but you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, like, like, nice fucking wheelie, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey, Kent. Dude, call me Kent. In front of my heroes. <laughs> Yeah, happens. Now I have to make it. I have, yeah, I have right? to make something myself. Yeah. Um, so, and then you had the part in uh, Domination as well. And I think that was like the, the pinnacle of like the standard army was like that, that video. Because to me, I, I watched that video every day after school. Like, and it was, and again, it was that same team, like even like Brendan Brown and, yeah. and yourself. Yo, well, he, know. yeah, he was at, at home and he had the whole standard arm, like, army show up at the house. And I was like, he's like, come over. And I was like, I was fucking sweating it so bad, and I pull up, and Punjab comes walking out, and I'm just like, what the Whoa, fuck? Yeah. yeah. Tripping. Did you go to the ACDC song? Yeah, and then they went filming in Boston. I didn't even... Pee Pee chose that song. I was yeah. so mad. I'm like, what the fuck? I was, I was hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Like, we'd, just, we'd ride Rampage and listen to Wu-Tang all fucking on repeat. The um, double disc. You had a really sick clip in there. Like I said, I watched this video religiously. You, had, you did a tabletop, and you hit the branch of a tree. It's like... Uh, and... That was Oak Park, huh? Was it Oak oh, Park? Yeah, I thought yeah, it was 7-Eleven. Yeah. I didn't really Oak know the Park, difference. Yeah. Oak Park was in the woods. Okay. Um, do you, uh, you and Malterno still have a good relationship? Do you talk to him? Or? Yeah, I, I don't really talk to him. I was like, hey, buddy, how's it going on? But um, that kind of ended like, it was just, like, now we're cool, of course. Like, hey, I see him, like, hey, what's up? It's just, as you get older, you know, you realize you. Um, but that ended, it was, uh, 
Jim Rainster was at my house, and I think who else was there. And I was pretty much to that point. Like, we started getting paid. It was like me, Punjab, Isaac started getting paid. It was like 500 bucks a month. Back then, I was like, holy shit, like, that was a lot of money. And I was yeah. like, fuck, it was 500 bucks or 250 bucks. I forget what it was. <laughs> Probably 250. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he paid one month, one paid the next month, and all that shit. And I was getting like offers to people. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have to do. And then, like, he was just. Well, because, yeah, at this point, you're like making every final pretty yeah. much. Like, you're. Yeah. And, and, te- and now television is coming in. You're yeah. getting TV time. Yeah. So, like, you're. you're Others, other brands are seeing you as like being valuable. Like, oh, like. but it, it wasn't even that in my eyes. That was the furthest thing from my eyes. And it's like I was. That's when BMX was my life. Like I ate, slept, bled it. Like that's what we did every day. Like I didn't have sex till I was eighteen because I rode a bike every day. That's all I did. <laughs> like legit. Like that was my life. Like we, I'd hang out my friends. I'd go pick him up. I'd drive to his house out of the way, pick him up, and we'd drive to Long Island to ride trails all weekend long. Race back on Sunday. I go back to school on Monday. Like my life was a bicycle. Yeah, and it's like because I loved it. Like it was, it was my heart. Well, and I mean, I, I think we can all like. Yeah. We were all kind of in the same, but like you, it's your life. Like, yeah. Um, and then the, 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 the reason I ask that question is because with with Molotarna, like, it seems like when when I, like, so many people have ridden for Standard over the years. Like when that ends, like the people always have like a strong opinion about Rick whether it's good or bad they're yeah. like oh yeah I, screw that dude or like oh yeah we're good but like, like they always have some sort of like strong opinion and that's why I was, I was curious if you guys ended on a good note or if you guys were like no, it was chill it, it, it. It, was, it was funny when I quit like Jimmer was in town and uh, he was going up to like Vermont or some chef who he was with and I'm like, and he was still riding the standard. I'm like, I'm fucking quitting today he's like you won't he's like bullshit <laughs> you won't really? I never heard Fuck, this story. I call him all turn him Pick up my phone with a fucking fax machine. I'm like, fucking dial. Standard. Didn't answer. I'm like, hey, Rick, it's Jerry calling me back. Business hours. I know he's fucking there. Hang up. Call him back 10 minutes later. Nothing. I'm like, Rick, guess what? You didn't answer? He's like, hey. I'm like, hey, by the way, I hate to do this over the phone, but I'm quitting. Hang up the phone. Fucking a minute later, calls me back. He's like, what? He's like, you're not fucking quitting. No, you're yelling at me. And I'm like, dude, you can yell at me all you want. I don't give a fucking quitting. And like, legit, like, yelling at me. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't give a shit. And, and then all of a sudden, he just changed. like, man, that sucks. Are you sure? You know, just like light switch. Like, yeah. I think he knew because I was serious. Like, you couldn't, like, hold your thumb over my head the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I think that's what a part of it was. Or I could maybe, I don't know. I think if you ask other riders or, like, if you ask Joe or something like that, it feels like Rick was fucking, Rick is bad motherfucker riding. In, oh, yeah. in general, just, he's a brick shit house and he's still like he's he's intimidating oh yeah totally. and i think he was like that with two with a lot of the guys and like a lot of guys felt like they couldn't really move up anymore you know what i'm saying it was a, they were just stuck at that plateau maybe money wise like because some checks wouldn't come and i'm like oh whatever nobody does like oh and just wouldn't pay you and i understand being a businessman shit happens and maybe he got too far out of his means to pay a bunch of guys or something like that i don't know but I was just kind of like, all right, cool. I'm just, I'm done, you know? Like, yeah. Time to kind of move on, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to go anywhere else because I can't fly to contests. I can't do this, you know? I'm driving myself, which is fine because no big deal. But I wanted to go further. I wanted to go West Coast. I wanted to go here. But I think before I quit is when we did the Exit 63 tour. Okay. And that's when I finally made it out West Coast. And that's when... Terra got all the ads and Punjab got all the ads. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what am I next? You know? And then that's when I got the poster. 
But I never like voiced that opinion. I never like, what the fuck? Everybody's getting ads and I'm not getting shit. You know, I felt like yeah. kind of like the outcast in a sense because I was like in Massachusetts and there was only one kid in Massachusetts that was actually factory sponsored and it was like a fucking 13 year old, like Patrick McLaughlin, remember? I think he wrote for Coca Cola or like some, <laughs> national, some national team. Like he was a fast kid. Oh, wow. that name just, yeah. But out. like there was no, like no one was really sponsored in that area. No one at all. Yeah. Now, when you were quitting Standard, was the mosh thing like even talked about? Was no, it on the table? No, I had nothing. I had nothing. So how, how, many, how much time passed between Standard and mosh? I think Bennett was there too because I went outside and I wrapped a fucking shield sticker on my top two. Remember how Bennett would put the big shield sticker wrapped on my bike? <laughs> I always wanted that so bad. I'm like, fucking, like that shield sticker is badass. You yeah. Know? And I wrapped around my bike and I was like, fuck yeah. And that's why I quit. <laughs> I, all standard stickers threw away all my jer- all my fucking, I saved all my jerseys, but all the shirts, I was like, gave it to my cousins and people were like, I don't Probably care, us. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I think that's when I left and drove back with Bennett and Marvin. Remember? I think Marvin and Bennett were there too. No, I- was that when you quit? Damn, crazy. Yeah. I think because I remember I put a sticker on my bike and I drove back with Marvin and Bennett Damn. back to Titusville. Did you drive? Actually, no, to 7-Eleven. No. Because no, the jam. No, we drove from Titusville to 7-Eleven Jam. Yes, I'm sorry. And then from the 7-Eleven jam, jam to your house in North Reading That's... and then Marvin and Bennett stayed there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. It was so random. It was like crazy. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard that name, that Marvin Lawler yeah, yeah, name yeah. in a long time. <laughs> I've yeah. seen him at the S&M gym. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About yeah. last year? Was yeah. yeah. Took two years ago, yeah. That's not surprising. Damn, I didn't know that. No, you didn't quit on that one, though. No, okay. I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. But that's yeah. when I, I think I had a sticker. I put the sticker Probably, on the top yeah, two. Probably, yeah. Two. yeah. Like, Just joking. But you don't remember, like, how much time passed in between? Yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I was without them probably for, like, almost a year. Because when I quit them, I think I flew to California because I met Butler and all them. And I just I flew out. And but I was like, yeah, I'll pick you up at the airport, no problem. My flight landed at like ten o'clock in the morning. Fucking didn't get me. Calling him, <laughs> not answering. So I had to take a taxi from John Wayne to Huntington Beach to his house, knocking on the door. Lawn, uh, Lawn Cunningham answered the door. He's like, what's up? Who are you? And I was like, LC, fucking cha. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. So I go inside and just Butler's like, dude, sorry, man. You know, just comes out, typical Butler. And then I'm like, where's Sheep Hills? And I just fucking, yeah. dude, I was riding there and like, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I was riding there and then all of a sudden this fucking Ford Ranger pulls up next to me. I'm like, Brian Foster. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no shit. fucking way. He's like, what's up? I don't think he knew who I was, but I think he like, didn't know my name. But I think he recognized me from the contest and shit like that, yeah. you know, probably just like another kid, you know. I'm like, oh, just heading the trailers. Like, already? He's like, it's only noontime. The session doesn't touch till six. And I'm like. Oh, I'll probably just get some food, you know, but I'm like, fuck that, I'm gonna yeah. ride. Like, I'm here, like, yeah. I'm in Cali. And just went down the trails and just fucking rode till like eight o'clock that night. It was awesome. But, but Robbie sent you a terrible one. After yeah. That. yeah, he yeah. sent me a uh, progression. Really? Yeah. yeah. You were on He's, the T1, huh? Yeah, wow. he sent me, and there's a 20 inch top tube. It was like riding I, a fucking it was, that, it, was, it was like riding a unicycle, it was so small. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you couldn't give me a fucking another half inch or another <laughs> inch? Dude, everyone wanted a T1 back then. Yeah. I got one, it was a black one. And you, then, didn't, you didn't hang on to it, did you? I wish. Nah, dude, dude, those things are hard to come by now, huh? Yeah. Dude, like, you can't find them anywhere. And it's, they're all, like, pre-sold. You have to, like, order, like, months ahead of time. Wow. No, I'm just saying, like, back in the day, imagine having one of the original ones like that. I think, uh, yeah, that, that I think in California, something. I think I fucking gave it to someone. I never really sold a lot of stuff. I'd always give to kids that kind of need stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you went from the T1 and to... That, the, and that's when the Mosh thing came in effect. 
And then after, like, after, because I was out there for that contest, I think it was at Ontario. It was a Panasonic Shockwave contest. I think that's when Ruben came out the first time on Huffy. And I think it was a four pack. You'd fucking pedal and then sprint and then hit a four pack. It was right by the, uh, where, where Railroad was. It was a GT Panasonic thing. Um, I never really went to a lot of the, the shockwave contests because the DK dirt yeah. circuit. There was no DK judges there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Butt neck hating on that one. Huh? Yeah. Well. Yeah. According yeah. to Chulo, there was there was no uh, <laughs> no DK judges up there, so I wouldn't do well. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, so the mosh, you man, that makes the, the story even funnier. Yeah. You go from riding like a trail boss, one of the best, most modern trail friends in the world. <laughs> then, then you're gonna die in this one in a second, oh, dude. Right, yeah. Then you ride, then you ride a T1, like the frame that everyone wanted. Then you ride the mosh. Let me open another beer real quick. This is gonna... <laughs> yeah, you need it for this, dude. <laughs> that thing, the down tube on that thing was like bigger than my hand. Like, dude, he he showed up. I was at his house in North Reading. And this thing came in this one of these the nicest bike bag I've ever fucking seen. Dude, this is the size of table is huge. Dude, the bike bag was insane and he opens it up and we're just like They next dated it to me. Yeah. It must have been like fucking five hundred dollars in that thing to me. Dude, he looks at it and he's like and I'm like I'm like I'm like what I get myself into. I'm like I'm like <laughs> I'm like, well, good luck. <laughs> and then I went to ABA contest and made the final. Yeah. Dude, I, I picture just like smoke coming out of it, just like It was a black one. Dude, oh. the fucking head tube was like Dude, it was like 71 or something. Dude, it was, I was like, I looked at it, my heart dropped, and I'm like, what did I fucking <laughs> From the coolest? To the yeah, the coolest. <laughs> the funny thing was, okay, so Sam kept approaching me, Sam Arlano, because he had the, he was like, he was a fast racer, like he was a good yeah, racer. Yeah, I Sam. And uh, he had like Jason Richardson and Jason Johnson were two racers. And then I was like, oh, fucking Mosh with the fucking, the hammer and the duck, you know what I'm saying? The old ads, like the. Like the, the uh, tribal stickers and shit oh, like yeah. that, you know? It was yeah. just... But they offered me money, and I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, I don't... I, like, it was only $500 a month. Everybody thought I was making so much money with Mosh. I was making oh, yeah. pennies. I totally thought. But that was the first year. <laughs> yeah. But the, we'll, we'll, get in, yeah, the, we'll, yeah. we'll get in the money in that. I'll, I'll tell everything. I don't care. But, uh, and then I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, nope, nope. He tried to get me lower. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Fuck you. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll just ride my bike. I don't even care, you know. Like it was still, I still loved it, and that's all I wanted to do. And then, uh, so I was like, fine, we'll pay you this amount of money for a year, and then after that, we'll we'll jump up to this and that. I'm like, I'm like, let's just sign a one year deal. Sign a one year deal. Sent me the bike, and I was like, I thought it was gonna be like a race bike. All right, cool, no problem. Like, oh man, I got it. Open that thing up. I was like expecting like, ah. I opened up. I was like, womp womp womp, <laughs> dude. It was the fucking down tube was. It was, it was yes. It yeah. was probably top five worst BMX bikes of all time. Wow! Yes. from the T one to the toaster. Yeah, <laughs> Dude. and I was like, "Fuck, man!" But and Sam's like, "Don't worry, it'll get better, it'll get better." I'm like, "Dude, I'm like, what do I get myself into?" But he told me he's like, "I, I, I want to build this program around this." And he was working at Fresh Jive, so he was like, kind of like, he was almost like me in a sense, but like in the race scene, like always kind of like being like kind of fashionista in a sense you know yeah. what I'm saying fresh jive would give him clothes because he used to work there and then he would just do different things outside of the norm you know yeah no um i i i, I look on uh, sam's uh, instagram i don't know if he still has it but he always like he has like a pretty cool aesthetic going on and like you could tell like he's always had like an eye for like the the artsy side of things 
it was him and Mike Dietrich. Mike Dietrich did a lot of the graphics and a lot of the, the artistic element like that. Sam chimed in a lot, but Dietrich was like the main um, guy who did a lot of that. Mike did all the ads? A lot of the ads, pretty much, yeah. After the duck with the hammer. Like. Uh, yeah, he didn't do any of those. Okay. Cause, no, because the ads were dope, too. Like, I remember for a long time, like, looking through the magazine, I always thought, like, Mosh had, like, the coolest ads. I remember my like, started shooting on the photos and on those bikes. And my second bike, I was in California. I'm like, dude, this bike fucking sucks. So I'm like, I can't ride this thing anymore. But, like, I could ride anything. I can get used to it. Like, I just, because I just love riding. I can, obviously, I rode that piece of shit. The, like I'd pedal on the cranks would almost hit the ground because there was like the bottom back was so low. The bike was just Dude, it was a jalopy. Bad. Yeah. And it was supposedly made by like a engineer. And it's funny, like the engineer, we wound up renting his house from him. He's the one that fucking designed that thing. Oh my god. The house of yes. Corona? Yes. Now it makes sense. Oh my god. Yes. And he was like mind blown that he did all this stuff, cut the bottom hole to slide the bottom back through, weld all this stuff, and I'm like, I didn't have the heart to be like, this thing fucking sucked. Just over engineered. Yeah. But, but that was that time when Mount Mike was coming into BMX. All that money was coming in. And yeah. Everybody's making all that money, but I was making no money. Right. And I just wanted to travel. And I had the ability to travel, and that's what... And they gave you, like, as a sizable travel budget then? There was no travel budget. Whatever you want to do. I would go to a contest, and, like, I would be like, okay, for this contest, it's in Idaho, where fucking some horse arena it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to fly to Woodward from there. Went to Woodward. I would stay at Woodward for like a couple weeks and the next contest would be like Pennsylvania, like a fucking car show. I would drive there with Nyquist and like have those craziest talks on the way there with Nyquist. Yeah. And then I'd go back there and all of a sudden fly to like a contest in New York. I would stay, go to Boston or go somewhere. I would just bounce around like a gypsy, you know? And it was like just having that ability to see the country and the world and do that stuff was, it was worth it. You so know? It was, you were kind of like living the nomad life then. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Huh. And then the second bike was that uh, gold-plated one. It was like a copper-plated one. But the same bike, though, right? Yeah, the same. Oh, yes. But different geometry. They oh, finally okay. seamed the head tube up. They raised the bottom bracket a little bit. It still, it still sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah I, don't, I don't remember the gold-plated bike. I, you, I just remember... You, um, I had a photo in Snap and fucking with a full face doing a one-handed exit on this big old fucking fly-out jump. Full leathers. Mosh fucking... Quack hammer jersey with the fucking Dude, ugly I ass logo. Yeah. I remember that. I still have one of those jerseys too. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, so like I, a lot of people will romanticize that time period. Like everyone was getting paid and like blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you, you had to pay your dues. Like yeah. <laughs> you had to do some ridiculous, like weird shit. Alois. Alois got like what, second, third place. And all of a sudden Gary Fisher's like, here's the money. Ching, 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 ching. Like, yeah. Dude, he, uh, after he got on Gary Fisher, that uh, next. God, the next fall, he, Adam came. To, he's like, hey, he calls me up. He's like, I, I'd like to come to North Carolina for a few days. I'm like, cool. I just moved out of my parents' house. I got my own condo. I'm feeling good. And he came down, and he has, like, all this shit. I'm like, how long are you staying for? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, Couple I was days there. Days I was like, with him, right? He stayed for a month before huh. you got there. Huh. So huh. I'm like, I got this dude sleeping on my... I didn't know Eloise well, but he just wanted to come down and ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's just like my, my only story. That was the year where they Mira had double flip double flip the big yeah, box yeah, jump, yeah, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah. At that huge indoor place. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, Adam got third in that park contest. Yeah. Like because yeah. Adam and I would just ride every day yeah. together. Like I was stoked because I had someone to ride with all the time. Oh hell yeah! And, uh, and so was he. So like, but we were so different as people, oh, as oh, you can imagine. Sure. <laughs> Nasty and Clark Kent. <laughs> dude, for, dude, for real. Ken. Like, yeah. He would like. 
I would like take him to the club so he could like go clubbing. Like, so I was just like, and I'm just like sitting there on the club. Never drank a, a, a drop of alcohol in my life, and then uh, like I'd have to take him home, and he's like puking out my window all <laughs> all over my truck, and I'm like, God, Eloise, how am I friends with you? <laughs> hey, I was thinking the other day. I forget who I was talking to. I'm like, it's crazy. Like all my friends from high school, I don't even talk to. But people across the country, I still keep in contact with from just <laughs> meeting them riding a bicycle. It's crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm way closer. I was talking to Alex about this. I'm way closer to someone in Pennsylvania than I am with some kid I spent four years of my life in school every day with. Yeah. You know totally. what I'm saying? It's weird. Yeah. It's cool that BMX would, has opportunities to do that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, you, the experiences that you've had with so many, you know, other pros and other people that you've ridden with. I've, like, had, I've had a lot of bad ones. After that Mosh deal, like... I remember going to France for that Palavas. Is it Palavas? Yeah. Was? So I go there, and then uh, and I was I was I was supposed to stay with Behringer, and then uh, my flight was my flight was delayed. I think, and Behringer got picked up from like Stricker and I think Crandall and those guys. And we always he'd always talk shit. I talk shit back, and it seemed like he was one of those guys who couldn't take it either. And I was just kind of like relentless. I was like, "Fuck you, man!" You know what I'm saying? Just being like, I wasn't gonna bow down to him. You know what I'm saying? I was just gonna push back. And then I fucking did the contest, hit my head, maybe like second place, and I wound up sleeping on a park bench, and those guys were just, him and Stricker, and those guys were talking so much shit, and I was fucking mad. Like, I was, I was ready to fucking fight those guys. Yeah. I was so mad. I slept on the park bench, found a payphone, didn't sleep all night long, changed my flight and flew home the next day. I was so mad. I was supposed to stay there and ride with Behringer for the next week and just travel around. Yeah. Because... I think they had SNM set it up where they their rep would take them around, you know what I'm saying, the, or whatever distribution they had, and I was just going to piggyback with them, and it's just, I wasn't cool enough, I wasn't, because um, I wrote for Mosh, or I wasn't, you know, and that's when, like, those guys were fucking dicks, straight up. Wow. That's when Baron just started, I mean, uh, Stricker started drinking a lot and started becoming an asshole, and, right. but it's like, it's whatever, I, I wasn't the nicest person too, you know what I'm saying, so I can't really talk, like, once money comes into effect, like you become, like looking back now to see who I became, it's fucking embarrassing. Oh, wow. Because, like, we'll get into it more. It's like, and then after making 500 bucks a month, after that first year, I made, I think I made like 1,000 or 1,200 bucks a year, almost 1,500 bucks from Mosh. 1,500 a month? Yeah. For, yeah. okay. And, 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 that's, and that's a dramatic jump, in, you know what I'm saying, from going from 500 to that much, you know what I'm saying? So I was making good money, and that's when they started bringing Arlene on, Marcus Wilkie, and um, uh, Heath. Stroud, and Heath. Yeah. yeah, Heath was the first one, and I met Heath, and I was like, what and, the fuck? Aiken got on March then. Yeah. Well, Aiken, Aiken was a little bit later. And okay. Aiken's departure from Marsh was my fault. Single-handedly. I've, I've heard the rumors of yeah. this. Um, and in fact, uh, Robbie even said something about this today. He's like, oh, yeah, you can, like... It was thanks to Bagley that, that Mikey went to fit. 110%. 110%. Just tell the story. Just, if you, we're here, let's just... No, no. I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll talk it off. It, it wasn't... There's no story. It's just when you feel like you're bigger than you are, like you make, I'm making all this money, like roughly like alphanumeric, they were, I was paying like, they were paying like 500 bucks a month and I was a bike rider. It was like a skate brand. Back then, skate companies, like despised on BMX. They were like, you fucking ruin our ledges, your your guys are jokes, you know? And they were paying me, you know what I'm saying? And I was making more more in photo money a month than I was in actual paycheck for them because I 
so many photos, you know? Yeah, you always had a fresh alphanumeric. Yeah. yeah, and they would send me boxes and boxes. I would go yeah. home and just give everybody shit. Yeah. Like, here, take this. You want this? You want shoes? What do you want? Da, da, da. Like, Biz got, always got shoes and always got... Like, <laughs> yeah, Biz is always dressed exactly like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. yeah so like, free shit, you know? I, you know? But, uh, and then, like, it just money goes to your head and just get cocky. And I, I was really cocky. I got really ahead of myself. I'm really... Way, I wish someone would chip me down, you know what I'm saying? So you said you were single-handedly responsible for, for him leaving, for Aiken leaving Mosh. Was it like, were you like threatened by... Oh yeah, uh, fuck yeah. Like it's the, the way he rode and Mikey has that ability and just like he was the nicest kid too and there was no threat at all. And he was like, first time he came and stayed with me because we were doing a photo shoot, we were doing like a trip and then uh, we lit up my trails, remember that? The, yeah, the yeah, town hall jumps. I wasn't there, but I remember. Yeah. Well, then what? Mikey came and flew in. He was like, "Dude, he's like, I'll do anything to help your bike sales." He's like, "He's like, he's like, I'm bucked to be a part of this program." Da da da. And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm like, "It's awesome!" Like, like, excuse me. And I was like, "I'm like, oh, cool." And then just seeing him ride, and he just Mikey, Mikey was growing to be yeah. what he became. And I seen it, and I was like, I was threatened by it, and. It was just kind of me just kind of like not getting the full shine anymore and just being a jealous asshole is what it was. You know what I'm saying? Dude, it takes a lot to own that. Oh, and, and I told Mikey a long time ago and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry for that. I even apologized to him. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry for being that person. Like, that isn't me. Like, the person I became for those years, and I think that's why I kind of like, once I stopped riding a bike, it was just kind of like, and I think that's why I didn't get a sponsor after Mosh because I was an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like cocky and just kind of do you think you burned a lot of bridges oh yeah 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 um well one thing i really wanted to touch on and this can this can kind of go hand in hand with the whole money thing that you're talking about were you the first north american athlete to ever ride for red bull Mm -hmm. dude how gnarly is that to to think about what red bull is i can't even get a fucking can of red bull for free now (laughs) dude i got red bull in the woodward so when i first got on red bull and, and this is another good story so Santa Monica has some sort of hookup at Red Bull in Santa Monica in this small ass place. It's almost on like Malibu border. So we go down there for a meeting and <laughs> going to Red Bull. And I'm like, oh, I'm like just drinking Red Bull. I'm just kind of nervous. And I'm like, never been to, in a meeting about sponsorship ever in my life. Yeah. Usually it's over the phone. Like, oh, no, I'll just, okay, $500 a month, whatever, you know? Yeah. So then they're like, okay. So the guy's like, oh, how much you want? And I'm like, oh, I don't know how much you want to pay. And Sam's looking at me like, <laughs> Sam didn't say a fucking word either. He like, you weren't, you weren't helping me out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's like, how about I do $500 a year for you? And I'm like, a year? Yeah, dude. Dude, you, <laughs> no one, th- like everybody thinks I was making all this money. I wasn't making all this money. $500 a year. A year. From Red Bull. From Red Bull. I was okay. the first rider. Well, how would you have known what they were going to become? I, I had no clue. Yeah. And then, so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, just more money. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. And then my 401 deal was just insane. Every minute of TV coverage, as long as I send them the video, fill out my paperwork, I was making so much fucking money just off my, my TV and photo incentive. It was insane. Damn. Like any anytime the Rebel Helmet was on TV, I'm like, okay, I count the second. I would record it on a VHS tape, put it in the thing, send it to them, and I would get a fucking check. Some checks would be like, a oh, thousand bucks, fucking two thousand dollars. Depends if I did good, more interviews, yeah, more money. That's so why I always wore that helmet. Well, and that was a trip because when you showed the first time I saw you with the the Red Bull helmet was at the ADA Grands, and you came rolling in 
and I'm like, it, I'm with Wachowiak, who's my partner in crime at the yeah. time, and like, we're like, what is, what is, what is that fucking helmet he's wearing? <laughs> and like, we're, dude, we're looking at it, we're like, there's two bulls like going head to head, and we're like, Jerry, what's that helmet about? And you're like, guys, it's a good deal, man. It's actually like a pretty cool deal. Like, I'm like, yeah, right, well, loser. Little, little do they know. Hey, <laughs> thank God I don't have to wear that. I, I opened that. Actually, the guy showed up, Jim Gunning. I remember his name because he was the first guy to, to bring on the action sports into North America. And uh, he brought the helmet to me at the contest in Ontario. Remember that contest? It was like a four-pack. Yeah. I think I got like second or third there. That was the first time I ever, like, did like a double bar spin. I was wearing the helmet. I pull it. He gave me the helmet, and I'm like, another one of those. I put. I was embarrassed to go to ride fucking Mosh, this janky ass looking bike, to all of a sudden to wear this fucking. I look like a circus clown now with this helmet. Like, I put it on, and I was like, fuck, man, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just back then it was just because everybody was friends. We talk shit. Like contests were very different. Like, you can vouch for it. Like, everybody would just talk shit. When you drop in, you keep talking shit. Yeah. And it came to a point where it wasn't fun anymore because, because it was so serious. <laughs> but uh, at that point, I was like, okay. And the next contest, Alan Cook shows up with a hand-painted Mountain Dew. And I'm like, yours is worse than mine now. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. It's, it, it's just funny to think, like, how we, you know, behind your back, of course, we kind of clowned oh, on it. Of course. But then, like, a year, two years later, I was like, man. I'd love to get on Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. And still to this day, that's like, oh, yeah. that's the holy grail of sponsorship right there. And like <laughs> now it's even insane. They have their own, like uh, Joey Brzezinski, he's a pro skater, skates for him. They have, like, he has a medical card and goes to their doctors in Santa Monica. They have a full-blown everything there. You go to doctors, they'll do your knees, they'll do everything. As long as you're an athlete and you're producing, they'll pay for everything for you. Yeah. They're like, no big deal. Here you go. You can go wherever you want to do. Well, you want massages, you want knees whatever you need they'll do for you oh wow um, that's one thing like the, in my notes i have that in bold like first yeah first dude ever on the you know to represent red bull because i thought like kids you know nowadays like if hit, a, a kid was I, I ride with kids all the time like i'm always at like a skate park or something and I, yeah and uh kids have grown up with they've never not known what Red Bull is or what like Rockstar yeah. or Monster like that's just part of the culture now look you had to plug the Rockstar I don't, I don't ride for Rockstar anymore oh. so I don't, I don't have to do shit <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I, I, I tripped on that for a long time and, and like how big of a deal it is to get on Red Bull like yeah. now and back then it's just like yeah I, I tell kids I'm like I knew the, the first guy that yeah. ever rides for Red Bull it, it, it's crazy it's just, like usually right here I'm in the process of moving so my TV would be here, and I have, like, a bunch of cubbies, and I would have, like, three or four Red Bull helmets. Like, that's just, yeah. like, a good decoration, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, a lot of people don't get those. Like, right. I, I've always wanted to get one. Back in the day, like, I always wanted to, like, ask Robinson for one and Bowen for one and, like, people who I've known. Like, I have Kevin Robinson on Red Bull. You got yeah. Rob on Red Bull? Oh, wow. So, I went to, like, when I said, like, when I was a friend from Wash, like, I had an opportunity to fly me to Woodward, and I would stay there and whatever. They would send me cases of Red Bull there. And then Maverick, remember Maverick? Oh yeah. He would be like, "You can't give this to the kids. You can't. They can't drink this. You need to hide this." And I'm like, "I'm like, dude. I'm like, they're fine." Excuse me. He'd be like, "No, you can't." And then like end of summer, he's like, "Hey, can you keep sending me cases of those?" Oh jeez. I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." The rap would keep coming in. And next year I come in, I bring more, bring more, bring more. Introduce them. Now the fucking ramp, vert ramps painted with Red Bull. The fucking vendor machines. And I'm yeah. like, 
I can't even get a fucking case of like Red Bulls. Like, you kidding me? And it's like, got Kevin Robinson on, introduce him to the guys, and it's like, it's like, but it's like, look at Rob. But Rob could ask for everything under the sun, like for getting hooking people up or whatever he does, you know. But I was just like, I'm like, man. Like, I tried just getting a job there when I was down and out, and then Steve Mateus' brother fucking, like, kind of laughed in my face one time, and I'm like, you know what, fuck you, man. Like, it was just so disrespectful. I was fucking, I was heated. I'm like, dude, I'll fucking deliver these things to stores, wherever. Just, can you hook me up, you know? Yeah. And just blatantly laughed in my face at Lonnie Baxton's jam. What year would that have been? I think that was the last jam. Okay. Yeah. I think I was at that. Oh, seven. Probably. Oh, seven, maybe? Yeah. Something yeah. Like, um, like the St. Patty's Day jam? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. After being like the first guy, like getting him into the North American market to like, and that's the thing that kids don't understand in this fucking industry. Like, whether whatever you've done, you're only as good as your last trick. You know what I'm saying? It's like people don't give a shit about you. Well, like, now it's at, a year later. Well, now it's like Instagram because like the next person clip posting the next clip will fucking get a million likes too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like it's just it's just how the world turns, and it's just. It's sad these days, you know? Now you're only as good as your last post. True. Really. <laughs> or, like, true. or your last, you put out an edit and you're so stoked on it. You worked hard on it. And then like... One week later, <laughs> the fucking likes are fucking stale. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, fully. Um, so when, what, like, I, and again, I, I know there was a lot of like, you got a lot of success. Um, and, but man, like one thing I wanted to touch on, you always seem to me, and this is from the outside looking in. It like it seemed like you had the best sponsors all the time. You like, did, yeah. um, I but mean, then it started changing for him. We got the signature bike, so the Mosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it seemed like yeah. the Mosh team made Mosh a lot cooler. Like yeah. when I got kicked off DK, I called Heath. I was like, "Hey, is there anything uh, with Mosh yeah. possibly?" And, and, there, and there wasn't, but because yeah. um, that was like one of the brands I thought like really had just a cool aesthetic. You guys did like cool team stuff too and, and and that was one of the main reasons why i went to mosh because i was promised to be it would like sam was like we're gonna make it look like a skate brand because he sweated chocolate he knew the guys are growing chocolate yeah and uh, he was like we i want to emulate that i'm like fuck yeah i'm like i'm down with that you know what i'm saying i'm down to contests but i i i looked up to skateboarders after being in alpha america i met a bunch of pro skaters like kenny hughes and all these guys you know kenny hughes from yeah and see, you know, yeah. yeah, I still talk with him. I'm gonna meet up with him next week out here. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Oh, so, but uh, yeah, I just sweated skateboarders because the style and just the, it was just so chill. Like, you don't have to do anything. You just gotta produce. That's all you gotta do. You know. Well, your whole aesthetic, you did look like a skateboarder. Like I, I, re- I can't think back to a time when like your shirt didn't match your shoes and your shoes didn't match your hat. Like it was mm-hmm. always like the crisp, yeah. clean aesthetic. And that's when the fucking FBM guys fucking hate on me because oh. Like, in my interview, like, like look clean, like, was it look clean, feel good, or yeah, something like that. Looking you good know? is feeling good. Yeah, yeah. And they were fucking just like, oh, fucking dork, do, do, do. I fucking live in the woods. I fucking wear the same sweatpants every day, you know? It's like, <laughs> you're going to fucking sweat me because I get fucking free shit. It's like, I still ride my bicycle. I still fucking love what I do, like, just like you. And I've always wanted to go up, like, in New York, but I was always fucking intimidated because Kelly Baker, like, he was down with those guys. And I felt like it would be like, because Kelly Baker was like, Seemed like he'd fucking kill you going on his property. Or yeah, it was just here, two you know? different worlds. You were, it wasn't cool to make money. At yeah, the time. right, right. Yeah. It wasn't cool. But but Stricker was making money. But yeah. Stricker fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. sweated them so it hard. It wasn't cool just to show you made money. Or yeah, like did anything. He right. was making that trek money. Don't get him wrong. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't look like he was making the trek money. He yeah, looked, yeah, yeah like, but he was buying them drinks every fucking weekend. Yeah, or, you know the dyed blonde hair and kind of like punk rock look. Yeah, like, yeah. 
uh, like to where like he, he probably could have told the FBM guys like yeah I'm doing it for the paycheck you know how it is whatever. Yeah. like but where like you look the part yeah. and I, that's one of the things I always like I remember talking with Buddendeck about it. it was like yeah Jerry always looks like he might not be the best guy out there but he looks like he's the best guy yeah. out there oh, yeah. at, at least just... and I think that went far for you with like sponsorships and everything for sure because I mean you never had like the gnarliest tricks you had some pretty badass tricks you had cool stuff and nah, like, it was just mine was just a lot of combos that's what it was that's and, dude i got that written down. i was like yeah, yeah tons of combos and things like that like um and you would always link stuff together really cool yeah it was just i would do the same thing where i would try to change it up and try to like i never did always in the knowledge tricks like biz was always way better than me fucking riding trails the fucking kid was good <laughs> not a riding and, trail they're the tricks but you're but, better trails. but even like you know what i'm saying just midsection you'd be like we'd build a section and all of a sudden you'd be like fucking pendulum and i'd just be like <laughs> Barely know for the can can like all kind of crooked and you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It's just I my whole thing with sponsors was I never had an agent. I was very personal with them. And Red Bull, I'd contact them every week, be like, hey, what's up? I was, it was a friendship, and that's how I fooled them for so long to pay me. Is I just was cool with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Like always, I would always shoot photos. I would always do whatever it took to try to get the photos, and I was. Hey, you're around, I want to shoot, want to, like, just proactive in, in a sense, you know? Yeah. And all my sponsors, I was always, hey, what's going on? I always stop by and see Magoo. Granted, he was in Corona. Yeah. Um, Mosh, I would always, I lived with Heat. I'd always be shooting photos, always doing some TV interviews or something would be set up. And it's like, I wasn't the best dude. I didn't have the best tricks, but I was always on the hustle to yeah, you, you had a strong to keep work it going. Effect. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it Magoo that got you on DC? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And you too. Well, I, well, initially they they they're like we need to sponsor a team, and then we're gonna have a few individuals. Yeah. And I was just on I, right place, right time. I was on DK. Yeah. And so like the whole DK team got got sponsored, and then like you and Keggy and Robbo all got on on DC as well. Which I think were you guys the only three that weren't on DK? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was I mean, but then the next year they kind of just picked who they Mira and all of a sudden it started getting fucking yeah. Dude, when they got Mira, when they got Mira, I was like, are the rest of us getting dropped? Dude, that's what I thought too. I'm like, oh, he's getting a shoe. I'm like, all of a sudden, <laughs> but that was Astafin because Astafin, his buddies with Ken Block and like he's his agent now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Back when he had the family, did they still the family? I don't he's know. But uh, yeah, so that's what it was. There, he just kept pressing them, pressing them, pressing them, and they paid him that money. You know? Yeah. I wonder how much money he was getting a month from them. Damn. I, I could only imagine. All I know is, like, uh, DC was going to um, drop their whole program and just keep Mira. But instead, and I think this is after you had uh, stopped riding professionally, but, but instead, Mira just called it. He's like, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to ride for DC anymore. And so they're like, oh, okay. And it saved the rest of us. It saved yeah. the rest of the program for another, like, couple of years. And I heard Mira was so big in X Games. Slim Jim used to sponsor. They pulled their money out just doing promotional, like like TV stuff for X Games, to just put the logo on his fucking grill. Yeah. And they got more coverage off that than they did just fucking sponsoring the event. Yeah. Like, oh. that's how crazy, like, how big time he was. Uh, how, I, ahead of his time he was, you know what I'm saying? The it was biggest, fucking insane. There will never be a bigger by Hell no. than that. Hell I no. Mean, um, he was smart, in a sense, and good-looking dude, badass, and just yeah. fucking... Just did his job. You yeah, know? And, and when you put the camera on him, he speaks clearly. Oh, like yeah. he, you know, and he was really good for the sport. I always thought because, uh, like, I don't think anyone got more kids into bike riding than Dave Mira. And oh, I no. guess Nyquist too, because Nyquist, like, those were like they were yeah. paired up together. But like, 
you talk to any badass now, like the dudes that are in their prime, like, oh yeah, I had the Haro back trailer, I had the Haro 540, like, yeah, Mira Nigel. Nichols. Yeah, like dudes like that. Yeah, yeah, like they, they, those two got so many kids into it, which is, which is great. But, oh, fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was like, and it was a trickle down effect. We probably got a lot of money because Mira was so big. Damn in. straight we did. <laughs> it, it's the same thing with Tony Hawk saving skateboarding. It's yeah. a, it, like he is our Tony Hawk. Like yeah. Hoffman is too, don't get me wrong. But Mira was more like his agent did a lot of the work and Mira just, I mean. Uh, Mira transcended a lot better than, than Hoffman. Yes, did. yes. And, and uh, I'm not saying any either one was better than the oh, other. No, it's no, just no. like as far as like being marketable. Yes. Mira was like the, oh, yeah. the dude. Yeah. The video um, games and all that other stuff. It just, it just, it trickled down to all of us. He made all the money. It was like a, and we would just take the leftovers. No yeah. problem. No, He's like, I'm, hey, I'm doing a video game. I'll give you $5,000. Whatever, man. No problem. Yeah. Like, cool, cool. Confetti at the party. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, did you make money off that action figure? $5,000. Flat? I was supposed to, after you, it was crazy. So that was another one that me just being me like went down there they took photos like when bf and those guys got it like rooftop i think they did the full 360 scan okay mine was like photo 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 and they just put the photos together like a panoramic type thing that's what they did at that time and the guy would sit there and just fucking <laughs> just whittle your face away in a piece of clay but like, yours look more like you than a lot of the other guys well, like, well yeah but like those guys probably didn't have time because they're probably doing a fucking activision oh, yeah, commercial yeah. next day and all this shit you know it's yeah. fucking butterfinger commercial or some shit um but that deal was pretty much because we i was so close to jackson jackson is the one that made it and they did all the wwe wwf back in the day wrestler stuff so that's the reason why the body was like that because they have they already have those mass produced <laughs> pop a head on it you're a macho man's body <laughs> exactly hulk hogan like they were all the same bodies they just put a couple logos in the pants and done you know yeah. like the alpha american logo on the pants yeah i remember that like i, I don't think dc wanted any, anything a part of it they didn't release anything huh i think they might have did for mirror but i, I forgot to check i remember I, I remember being at my local mall um and <laughs> being in the KB toy store and yep. I'm, I'm like looking through I'm like oh shit and there was like the Mira there was the Nyquist Jay Mira and myself and yeah I don't know how the fuck I got on that list <laughs> dude that, I, 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 I literally wrote my notes like uh, what kind of agent did you have did you have an agent but it's crazy Jerry if, Bagley if you had had an agent you <laughs> dude, dude. dude yeah no um, if, I'll tell you about the well, well so <laughs> fucking, let's go like, like that whole thing like I said I just went there and I talked to those guys and the guy that came out, he was super cool. Like he just, he, we clicked, you know what I'm saying? Just, I think I had that just personality. I would just joke with him and talk with him and just had a good time. And just, he would send me boxes of shit all the time that I'd bring at the KB store and turn it for money. Like <laughs> really? legit boxes, like almost the size of this table, just full of fucking finger bikes, skate decks, ramps, all this shit. I'm taking and training for money. That's amazing. Damn. Can't but yeah, and the then hustle. I think, I think cause Sam kept pushing him. And then my box said like, like underwater basket weaving champion like sam put some stupid ass bullshit and like because i have no accomplishments for that i never won any like contest like best I ever did i think it was like third place in a, like a dk did you get what did you get at x games fourth fourth game. jay Mirren dropped in from like fucking 75th place and got third and it's like what mm, yeah, 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 yeah yeah i'm yeah. like fuck dude but yeah that was the only time i've ever like really but i was like hey whatever you know what i'm saying i still stoked to be up 
but again, the marketability of you, just just from your look alone, I think was w- worth so much to your sponsors. Oh, hell yeah. Um, it was just because, like I said, the work ethic, like you said it best. It was just me just shooting a lot of photos and always being in the magazine, every single magazine that and, came out. Yeah. But, and it was just like... But what you didn't get raped on was your bike royalties. You, oh, no. <laughs> dude, those... Dude, yeah. yeah. That year I made a killing on that. Like, I had a really good... It was like, oh, our frames are like, I think it was like $12 a frame or something like that. 12 and, bucks a frame? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But, but who but the fuck com- is, like, you only spent... It was complete bikes, though. The, the, like, the complete bikes? Like, we went to Australia was insane. So the whole Australian trip went around if I went or not. So I was waiting for Red Bull to get back to me if they were going to pay for my flight. Here's how Sam worked it. So Sam was kind of a cheap fuck. <laughs> well, kind of, but he was. Um, so if I got... Red Bull to pay for my flight, then he'd pay for the rest of the team to go. I'm like, you fucking dickhead. I'm like, Damn. but, and then we go over there and it was like, it was like almost like, like watching like a skateboard, like tour. Like it was like, we had a rep taking us around. Every shop we'd go to would be a bunch of kids. The fucking skate parks would be full of people. It was, it was awesome. It was an experience. It yeah. was cool. And that's when the X Games, where we met Bowen and got oh, Bowen shit. on Mosh and Red Bull. Bowen was riding like a fucking bike with one piece cranks, flip doing tabletops, but yeah. good. Like one piece fucking cranks. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, something like no one's giving you shit. He's like, nah, mate, I'm just riding this fucking bike. I willed out of the fucking wood. Like just <laughs> killing it. <laughs> but yeah. Did you and then got him. Yeah. And then he started getting flow from like, I think, I'm not sure if it was Mosh over there or, but he got on Red, uh, Red Bull at that time. Yeah. Red Bull Australia? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. he was on Red Bull like when I saw him in like '01 before he came over. Oh, he had all my sponsors. TC. He took all my sponsors and my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> like it was like the Jerry Bagley fucking Welcome to America kid. Here you go. Like here's Mosh. Here's DC. Here's oh, right. Man. Osiris. Yeah. Oh, Osiris too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was Osiris first, then DC. Yeah. Well, that's when he was on Huffy though. Yeah. Oh yeah, he had like a like a six month deal. Was he on Huffy? Yeah, yeah. No, they, he had a six. He had a, he had an X Games deal. Remember, they used to pass those out if you were in X Games. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, we'll Dude, give you an X Games. They would just deal. throw you money. Did you fuck? Did you ever get that? Someone randomly showed up and be like, "Hey, if you wear this, I'll give you fucking this amount of money." Um, I wear. I never got that. I, I, I never either. I got um, I got a deal with Protech at the X Games. Mm-hmm. Like they were like seriously going to like I, I watched them like come down the line, <laughs> like they went to Rule Erickson first. Oh, he took it for sure. And, oh, yeah. He's talking to He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, and then Rule, like, he shakes hands with Rule. Goes to Butler. Like, hey, Butler, yeah, I'm a big fan of all that. And, like, talks about Protech and everything. And we're all wearing Protech. Anyway. Yeah, they're super free. And I'm literally. Dude, like, the Bucky Elastic ones. Dude, I'm literally the next guy in line. He's like, hey, Doyle, what's up, man? I'm a big fan. Like, kind of the same thing that he just told Ruel and yeah. Butler. I was just, like, next guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take that deal. It was like 200 bucks a month. But. That relationship with ProTech became like a 15-year relationship, yeah, that last, and they cool. they were like of, of like all the sponsors that I've ever ridden for, like they they were the most professional because they cool. always like there was a couple months where they didn't pay me, and I'm like ah oh, you know what they finally dropped me, but they were like going through uh, changes in the company. They were was that some, one the Vans owned them? Owned them the, Vans didn't own them yet. Oh, okay. The Vans was getting ready to buy them, and during that transaction, there was like six months where I didn't get paid. And then I got a, a call one day from the new ProTech TN. They're like, hey, we're keeping you on. We're going to send you all that back pay. And I'm like, great. Sweet. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing a ProTech anyways. Like, yeah. Dude, it was literally like a 15-year cool. deal. And they gave us all signature helmets. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. And the signature helmets were in dicks and everything. Jesus. And like all these sporting goods stores. Dude, 
I was getting like uh, randomly like a, a, a check for five thousand dollars would show up. Oh, here's That's your royalty. Awesome. And they they had it all like itemized and everything. Did, I'm like, this, this, it goes with what you're saying. Like, I I wonder how many nasty helmets sold. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because kids just still sweat nasty. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, but it was more just if you had a cool color. It would just, well, it right. Would, like, yeah. no one knew who the rider right, was. I had the fucking yellow yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy McDonald one. Oh I would be. I, I met uh, dudes at contests. I, I, met, I remember vividly in Pittsburgh, before I lived in Pittsburgh, meeting a guy. He's like, oh, I work at Dick's and we saw your helmet all the time. I had no idea, like, who That's you were. Awesome. I was like, yeah, cool. That's so That's cool. Me. But yeah, it's funny, like, because of X Games, like, Someone from the higher up told him, like, told this guy, like, go get us some riders. Yeah. And they, okay, cool. They got me. So. Yeah. Because I remember, like, uh, Nyquist, their agent being down there, all of a sudden he had a fucking Butterfinger sticker on his helmet. Like, I wonder how much money Nyquist got off that Butterfinger fucking sticker for that yeah. contest. Well, that he was there for a couple of years. Yeah. But, like, he was always on TV, so he just always had the most random ones and just be like, oh, here you go. It's probably like $50,000 for the year or some shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, but you're, your quarterly checks for like your bikes for like, I think it was like grand thirty grand. Yeah, I think the quarterly. Yeah, like, like I remember you used to get these insane. I, I remember the first check I got yeah. going there, and Sam's like, he's like, you didn't come here. I'm like, dude, you can't just <laughs> fucking what? Like, I'm not driving all the way to fucking Buena Park or no, where the fuck was it? Compton. Uh, no, no, they moved up to Monroe, whatever that was, where Giant moved to the second time. Oh yeah, like Ventura. Yeah, yeah Ventura. Yes. And I was like, dude, I want to drive there. He's like, dude, you have to drive here. Drove there. He fucking, he's like, dude, dude, how you talk to you? Dude, you're buying dinner. Dude, kept fucking like, I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, what? Gave me a check. And I was like, damn, I think it was like, like, like $18,000 or something like that. And I was like, you fucking kidding me right now? Drove right back, put in the bank, cashed <laughs> in. And I couldn't get the money until probably like two weeks because they thought I was a fucking, like a kid scamming money or some shit. Yeah. And then next check came in. It was probably like, $25,000 and I was like holy fuck and that's when he started going to Australia and started going there and those bikes were all over the fucking place in Australia it was crazy yeah I remember going there and selling one of my bikes to one of the bike shops and it was like I think I sold for like a thousand bucks to them and they just it's, I, I think it might be still there wow I think someone told me about that but yeah I think one year I made like I think it was like 80 grand or some shit like that or off bike sales Jeez. alone like yeah. it was just because Mosh fucking blew up like, I go to Massachusetts, I'd be driving my parents' car because I flew in to visit, and I'd see one right by me, and I'm like, in Boston, like, in the city, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm like, I didn't realize how much of, like, how big it got, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I still see those things around from time to time. I have one hanging in my garage. Well, that's not the last place I saw <laughs> one, but, like, uh... But Bowen gave me that one from, from the Red Bull office, I gave him to, oh, that's I gave it to Red that's Bull awesome. when I wrote for them. Jeez. That's awesome. Like, full circle. <laughs> Dude, that was funny, but, <laughs> yeah, just... Welcome to America. Here's all Jared Baggins sponsors. Dude, legit. Legit. It was funny. And, and your lady at the time. No, that was my ex. I said at the time. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she was yeah. your ex at, already? Oh, yeah, 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 oh yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. shit. Um, well, dude, it sounds like you were living, like, that is, like, you're living the dream. Oh, dude, more than the dream. Like, like people in Massachusetts didn't make it. You didn't. It was just like, oh, it was just a dream. Like, you went and raced the racetrack and then... You got a job. And I was I was more lucky to have my parents like that to still drive me to races, still drive me to Florida. My dad was a firefighter, and he would change his shifts, come home, drive all night long to get me down to a race in like North Carolina or South Carolina or wherever, 
race all weekend long and drive back all night long so I can get back to school on Monday. And like, it's because of them is why I made it so far is because the deal I made with them and also just the, I guess the work ethic I had was just, I just, I lived it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, well, it certainly it. sounds like they made like sacrifices so you could do the, this thing that you love, which I, I, that's, I think I've talked about that on like three or four of my podcasts already. It's like the importance of your parents when you're younger to like, to foster what you're into. Oh, they were at the races every weekend. Well, yeah, I, I saw the, him in props first. the van yeah. out. No, his dad was in props. That's, no, was, that's was what like, I'm saying. I was like, motherfucker got in props before me. His, yeah. dad's, like, <laughs> his dad's like, like in the thing, like giving a thumbs up. And I'm yeah, like, he, he does a run. He does yeah, like the yeah, one handed yeah, X yeah, up to X yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. that contest was amazing. <laughs> Biggest props nerds. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that contest was No, amazing. I know. Trust yeah. me. We would get him. We'd just fucking, we'd sit there and watch him religiously. Every time his brother would get him. And we just fucking sit there and just watch him and watch him. He probably he has the same issues that we watched a million times in his room. I guarantee. Oh yeah, the fucking I've, vault. I've been in Sean Jordan's room. Yeah, yeah. I, dude. I I was when I was I in your baby. I was in your brother's room and I was like looking at like different uh, tapes and. Oh, DVDs look at this and... kiss doll! All of a sudden, the props fucking props twelve to well, <laughs> most random shit. I would like I'd pick up a video. I, I remember it was um kiss doll the um. Shit, what was it? Like it was, was that skate video? Yeah, right. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I looked. I'm looking at the DVD. I was like, "Is this any good?" He's like, "You can have that if you want." Oh, oh yeah. I'm like, "What?" He's like, He's like, "I got three copies." I'm like, "You have three copies of this DVD?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah. If, that, if you want that, you can take it." Hey, like, but he didn't because he just wanted to be cool and just give you a copy. <laughs> like he, anybody come to us, be like, "Come, oh, Bennett, what do you need? What do you want?" Oh yeah, what we all want? we all stayed there. Like, hey, you want a testicle? I got one. I got a short. Dude, I got two. It's good. Um, well, shit. When uh. When did things start going downhill? If it, I mean, we're kind of up here now. Now, like... It was... Um, it was after Mikey situation. After Mikey left at that interview, is when... Uh, plus then, like, at that point, like, I was drinking a lot. And I was just, like... It was just all that money, like, out here in Riverside. It was, like, there was two Meccas. It was, like... Greenville and then Riverside County were like the, the two Meccas, you know what I'm saying? So you were partying like, pretty hard out here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'd be drinking with Corey and Steven all the time. Like, we would, oh, every night we'd go to the bar and drink, and then we'd, we'd ride every night from five to seven, have a heavy session. Like, yeah. we would be at the trails every night, you know what I'm saying? And that's when it started becoming more of a job, was almost when I started making that money, and it was just California lifestyle, and then I bought like an expedition had 22s and tvs and this stuff and it was just that is when i started getting big for my britches and started just almost thinking like i'm invincible in the industry you know what i'm saying like oh whatever because everybody go to a club free drinks free this free that yeah like everything is given to you and it's like you work your whole life to, to be able to buy something now people are just giving it to you for free it's like it's crazy you know and it's just it's kind of it's dumbfounding, you know? It's, like, weird, like, to think of it that way, you know? Like, the, like, like all these celebrities, all of a sudden, now they're rich. They buy all this shit, and they can't get any hookups on it. And now, all of a sudden, they're rich, and they're giving everything for free. Yeah. yeah. And that's how it works for us, you know? Well, yeah, I, I came out here a couple times to visit in the winters. I'm like, whoa, these guys are living. It was, yeah. like, mini yeah. versions of, like, yeah. yeah. Like well, celebrity. and then, yeah, like, I'd always hear, like, stories. About out here, it was fucking, like, myself, Corey, and Steven. 
I was trying to live like them, like their money wise, and those guys were making a fucking lot of money. They were making they were, they were like twenty five, thirty thousand dollars a month or some bull. Like they were yeah. like Steve, I think was making like ten grand a month from GT or something stupid back in the day and Jesus, all were, this money. They were making a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. And they would just fucking they would dare each other to go buy a truck and they'd go buy a truck and they would go out and party and do drugs and I didn't do drugs at the time and then one time I went out and I did ecstasy for my first drug like when I was fucking like late like early, probably late 20s, like probably 24, and just dabbled in. I didn't do anything crazy. Like, actually, still crazy, don't get me wrong. Right. But I did that, and then and then later on, I did, like, cocaine and stuff like that. But, like, that wasn't a part of my downfall, you know what I'm saying? My downfall was a part of my attitude and just... So yeah, see, I never knew that about you. Yeah. And I, and it, well, I, no one did I because I had that, two... Yeah, two I wouldn't see that affect you at all because I never knew that about you either. I don't have that addictive personality like a lot of people yeah. do, like Stephen or Corey had, you know what I'm saying? I don't have that in me. Like, I can be like, okay, cool, I'm done, and just walk away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, my downfall was more of my attitude and what my break-off from Mosh was, like... I was living with Heath. We lived together, traveled together, fucking sleep, same, same room, everything. Like, we were fucking lived together for fucking separable for like three years, you know what I'm saying? And of course, that's gonna fucking wear on people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it was just me getting obviously cocky and ahead of myself. And Heath has always been the humble, same dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Heath never really got big above his britches. He was always just the very Heath, you know? Yeah. And I just kind of like, we're living together in the house in Corona, and I was like, I'm fucking buy my house, I'm fucking out of here. Bought a house, left, and just never really talked to Heath anymore, never really saw people anymore, you know what I'm saying? And I was just kind of like, just because I was caught on just drinking all the time and partying, I thought I was just invincible. And all of a sudden, like, it was like, almost like fucking six months later, eight months later, something like that, get a phone call from Sam. Like, first week of December, bro, what's up? I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, uh, dude, I gotta let you go. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man. And I thought we were gonna be like this whole, he pretended it was gonna be like, oh, a fucking skate team. We're fucking down forever. This and the other thing. And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, we, uh, we're gonna go a different route. We're gonna, we're gonna get a contest ride here. We're gonna have like a different team now. We're gonna change it. I'm like, so you fucking blew smoke up my ass the whole time we got it fucking big. And I feel like I helped create a brand to something that it became, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm totally. my own horn, but it's like, it's the reality of it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I fucking wrote a fucking toaster for fucking a couple of years to help build something that I believed in, and now you're gonna fucking rape me over the coals, at least cut my pay. Yeah. I bought a house, you know that, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, at least have a talk about if you think I'm going buck wild, like, be honest with me, you know what I'm saying? I thought we're fucking, like, we're cool, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's like, the reason why you're cool is because you hang out with fucking, you met the fucking Keith Terrors and Poonjabs from me or fucking other people. It's like, you, they wouldn't give you the fucking time of day. Like, you were a dude from California that raced fucking an aluminum frame. Like, you weren't cool, you know? And it was kind of like, it was kind of, it was fucking, it pissed me off a lot. And all of a sudden, that's when, that's when the Bowen thing came into effect. Okay. And Bowen's riding my bike at the contest without stickers and shit like that. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, that's what really pissed me off. And I'm like, and they sent me my last royalty check. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. But I'm like, I'm like, how many bikes did you sell after that and overseas probably without fucking giving me a dime oh, yeah. and fucking me over? I'm like... Well, it especially hurts, and I think we've probably all been through it. Um, I know I have, and, and Biz probably too, but like when, I, when a brand tries to like make it like, we're a family. Like, dude, this is like the such and such family. 
And then you're like, uh, and then with one call, dude, you're off. It's like, hey, thanks. And that's what kids don't understand these days. It's like you want, you strive so hard to become something or get on a team, and then all of a sudden, like you put whatever path you're on, like going to school or something like that, and all of a sudden, like you turn away because you have this opportunity and you're lucky to have it, and then you fucking steer clear of what you're aiming for, and then two years later, you're fucking you're cut, like done. Like no reason that they don't have to give you a reason. They can cut you whenever they want to cut oh, yeah. you. Yeah. And all of a sudden now you have to start back up again. And that's what I wish I would have done differently. Like we were talking about this before. And it's like, I wish I would have went to school. Like my whole family's firefighters. And I wish I would have went to school on the downtime rather than going to clubs and being fucking stupid, you know? But it's like, I was a different minds, mindset to even do that, to comprehend that, you know what I'm saying? And for kids to now even have the opportunity, it's, few and far between now to even get a paycheck or make a living off riding a bicycle. It's like, keep going to school. Like Maddie Long, like kid was fucking good. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then all of a sudden lost sponsors and shit like that. And it's like, kids don't, aren't smart enough to figure out to like finish school, finish these things, like get a degree because you can fall back on that anytime you want. Yeah. They're not going to sponsor you because, Oh, you were fucking this guy one time, you know, they don't give a shit. Spoken like a true father, right? Like, yeah, because like, yeah. my mom, no, for sure. Yeah, they, people told me for years, like, oh, just take a couple classes online, like, you know. It's not being that- a father; it's going through the hardships of not having anything anymore and fucking like working for twelve dollars an hour. And so after, you- did it all go down like dominoes? Was it like Mosh, then DC, then yeah? It was DC. I felt like it was more Ronnie Chalk because because <laughs> oh, yeah. um, we'd ride, and then he was like. He was there and he wanted to become a DK rider and started getting all that thing. Just wanted to be down, wanted to be like, like he was a great rider, don't get me wrong, but he would cut you in the fucking back to get his place in line, you know? And he's always like, dude, how do we get enough America? How do we get this? And I'm like, dude, just, oh, try, hit him up, you know? He'd always try to hit Sal Masakela, who's one of the owners, who's a commentator yeah. now. And it's like, Bro, you're gonna fucking stab someone in the back who I've known for a long time. Like, he knows me. He's not gonna fucking, you know what I'm saying? Play like that. Yeah. But uh, I feel like he had a lot to do with that at DC to, to cut me down. Because I told him, because I remember a long time ago, it's my brother, like, oh, what, like, fucking try talking to Lakai, you know what I'm saying? When they first started, I'm like, fuck yeah, you know, something different, you know? Yeah. Skate brand, skate brand. And I, and I swear, I was talking to him about that one time, and I swear he went there and just fucking shot me in the foot. I remember getting a phone call, yeah, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna renew your contract, and I'm like, really? Like, yeah, I heard you you're shopping yourself around. I'm like, this motherfucker, yeah. like you fucking asshole, like, like now you cut into my fucking pocket, you know? But yeah. that's just a, I was just spiral down, and then just, I got on Osiris just to fucking try to like save myself, you know? And it was it was fun, but I still I I didn't learn from my mistakes of drinking and just putting other things before. What I used to love to do, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's... So, okay, like, the, the sponsors are gone, the money's drying up pretty quick. Did you have anything saved that you could, like, fall back on? No. Fuck no. no. Damn. I, I, I was dumb. Like, I live fucking hood rich. Like, like, I was, I was never really, and I was never really raised to, like, save money or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I was thinking, too, like, it would never dry up. And that's yeah. the biggest misconception. Because is, you were still pretty young at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I was, yeah, I was probably 25, 26. When all that was drying up? Yeah. Holy shit. 26, 27. That seems really Like 27. Yeah. 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 But, like, and shit, I've been doing that since I was 18. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was getting paid from 18 to 26. That's still, like, a pretty good run, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to make the the bread and butter was around, like, the 2001 era, you know, 2000. But to hold on for that long, I think it was still an accomplishment in a sense, but... It was like Red Bull was just kind of like I was trying to like hold on to do things like I'd paint a jump yellow and shoot some photos and just do that, something. That was, that was dope, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, I, that I, I got that from the Big Brother thing, the cover. Yeah, I think it was Mark yeah, yeah. Johnson painting or one of those guys, like Carol or something like that, painting yellow, doing a blunt on a mini ramp, all yellow. You know what I'm saying? I got those ideas from skateboarding because I looked up skateboarding. Yeah. I was just trying to think out of the box to do something different rather than do the same old fucking. Let's go to the trails and shoot a photo. You know. Right. I ran a light tower because I heard Jamie Thomas bought a light tower to go around to spots to film. Yeah. And it's just like, that's what I did different. So what was your career path after riding? I didn't have a career path. But uh, So what did you do? Like, eventually you started making money doing other things. Like, I would always hear rumors. I'm like, what's Bagley up to? And someone was like, oh, he moved back to Boston. Someone was like, he's driving like a, a street sweeper. But how far was your yeah. little one after that? Your first born after the... Um, kind of child, yeah. yeah. Okay, your first know. spawn. Yeah. No, I didn't say well, little one. I said little one. I yeah. you said spawn. No, no, no. I did not say. Spawn. Uh, fuck. It was probably like. Yeah. Uh, I moved. Okay, so pretty much when I lost everything, I I sold my house. Well, I had to sell my house because I couldn't afford it more because I was too prideful to get a job to pay a fourteen hundred dollar a month mortgage. Damn, that and, was, that yeah. was that, that's how cheap Dude, it was? Dude, 1400 bucks a month, yeah, wow. brand new home. Like, wow. Wow. I, I kick myself in the ass all the time I think about it. I'm like, man, that house would have paid off by now. Yeah. Worth $600,000, $500,000 yeah. now with that property. But young and dumb, just desperate, just didn't want to swallow my pride. I could have even rented it out and rented it to somebody. I would been perfectly fine. Yeah. But you think you just know everything, you're invincible, and just was 26, 27 years old. Dumb, yeah. So then I sold that, and then I was living with some rented room from Steven. Fucking party even more. Go out every fucking Hollywood. Fucking, they'd be staying awake for fucking three days. I'd be staying awake for just a day, just doing ecstasy, go to a club, come back. I'd finally sleep for like two days and ride my bike. Crazy. And I then, didn't know that about you guys at all. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that about Because I'd see you guys once a week probably and then we'd go to the club. I'd yeah. do one night of just getting hammered. Yeah. And then I'd ride all week and then we'd do it again the next week. But I didn't know that about yeah. you. With, I, with Steven and, and Corey, yeah. it's like the ripple effect, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the rock that creates yeah. the splash and it's just like everyone around them. Kind and of, you are the company that you keep. Like yeah. if you are a part of that, it's easy to get caught up in that shit. Yeah. Like, like, I can't tell you how many people I've seen just downfall because of the people that they've hung around with. Of course, yeah. And as I'm obviously I'm old now, I'm 41, to look back and see like, I was just a product of my environment of what I hung out with. Yeah. So it's like, you hang out with somebody who's gonna do something like that. Like I didn't do the hard drugs, but like I said, it was still, wasn't a good drug to do. No, no. But I didn't, I didn't do it crazy. Like every single night, I wasn't like, I don't know how to say it. I just wasn't that stupid. You know what I'm saying? I was still smart, but dumb in a sense for doing it. Right, you know? right. You just kind of put your foot in the water a little bit. It was bit. more recreational. Yeah. It, it still sounds stupid. Like, of course. Say, oh, it's a recreational drug. Like, no, it's a fucking drug. Like, you're, yeah. you know. But you didn't do any, like, permanent damage no. with, the, with the drugs you're doing. I mean, no. and, I mean, we probably all know people that did permanent damage to themselves by doing too yeah. much shit. So, but yeah, it doesn't seem like you did, like, any kind of permanent damage no, or anything no. like that. Actually, it, it, 
to think back now, it's like, oh, like, I'm glad I, not glad, but it's like, it was an experience, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of that was my demise in the whole BMX at the end. It was just a nail in the coffin. Right. And I'm just still trying to hold on and couldn't get any bikes. Like, Castillo would give me some bikes, like a bike here and there, you know what I'm saying? Just because I had Red Bull, I would still shoot photos here and there or try to do something, you know? Right. And it was just, I think it was just more because I've had a lot of photos before, like maybe with volume parts on my bike, like forks and like that. And he was just, or he's a friend and just give me a bike. And and then uh, I think I moved in, the hell was it? 2004, I think I moved. No, 2005. Excuse me. Because I got a DUI in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Like a DUI driving and like, fuck, it was, that's typical. How was it? Like, I drank a couple beers. I was guilty, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't drunk, but everybody says, oh, I wasn't drunk. But it's like, I wasn't sloppy. Like, I'm very, I'm not, I'm not a sloppy drunk. Right. You know? But that, if you blow yeah. the breathalyzer. Exactly. And it, it was, it was funny. Now I can laugh about it. But uh, the guy was driving <laughs> me to jail. He parked my truck. Luckily, it didn't get, like towed and this fucking guy is hanging out with this Mike Munoz what a rock phone name but uh he got a call a taxi got picked up and then he was more drunk he was fucking hammered but and he had opened up open container in my car but uh cop was driving me to jail down the hill like in downtown Riverside I'm like locked up he's like oh what do you do for a living I'm like oh I ride bicycles really what's your name oh I know you and I'm like you motherfucker. He's like, he's like, why don't you just tell me what you did and I would let you go? And I'm like, let me go now. Bro, now you fucking say this? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you fucking came right now? He's like, no, nah, man. He's like, dude, sorry. And it was his sergeant who said that to me. And his sergeant was in the car the whole time. He's like, nope, he's going. The dude arrested me. He's like, dude, you passed everything. And he's like, I, he's telling me I have to take you. I have to take you. I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, man, I understand. Do your job. Yeah, like, man. I wasn't even trying to be an asshole. I wasn't even trying to like, get into it. And then his sergeant is the one like, oh, you do this? No problem. Here you go. Jeez. I'm like, you fucking dick. <laughs> but after that is when I, um, when I conceived my first child is when that 2005. And okay. then after that, I moved, we moved back east and then, uh, and then lived back there for like a year or two and then moved back out here because my, my baby's mom at that time just were, she was pregnant with her second kid. And she didn't want to be away from her family, so she up and left and came back out here again. Okay. So I chased her back out here, and then uh, I was dating another girl, and I just fucking would see my kid. And, I would, and after that, I went back to Boston from 07 to 09, and then after that, I moved back out here in 09. So I bounced back and forth a bunch of times. See, that's what I remember. I remember like always like, hey, what? I'd ask, what's Bagley up to? Yeah. So we're like, oh, he's back in Boston. I don't know how the street sweeper thing came about. Yeah, so we're like, no. he's driving a street sweeper in, in Boston. No. Like, oh, shit. But then, then like... I think I came out here and then I saw you. I was like, "Oh, I thought you were in Boston." You're like, no, I live back here. So, yeah. Uh, so it was hard to keep. Always track just of. bouncing around. Yeah. Are you like permanent Cali now? Yeah. On out? Yeah, my kids live with me half the time, fifty fifty, and they live in the next town over. Okay. So I have them fifty percent of the time. So I just work and take care of my kids. And what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a project manager for a construction company. I do oil pipeline. We work on oil, jet fuel. Uh, gas lines oh, okay. all throughout the LA basin. So okay, anytime there's like a leak or a spill, we go there and take care of it. And I just yell at people. And <laughs> did you have to work your way up to be? Oh, of course, project of course. Um, when I moved back here in '09, I was trying to. I, I wasn't like riding. I was like I'd be just dicking around because I was on unemployment, 
trying to find work and that was when the recession hit. I couldn't find anything. I was staying with my baby's mom and I was just like, I couldn't find no work, no, nothing. And I just felt like the biggest like pile of shit, you know? Like, I see people like, oh my God, they would be like, oh, how's it going? What are you doing? I'm just like, nothing. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's just kind of like, you felt so little, you know what I'm saying? From going so high and then down so low, it's kind of, it's, it's humbling in a sense, course, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it knocks you down a little bit, a Puts lot. Puts in your place. Yeah. yeah. And which is good, I'm, I'm glad it happened to be honest with you because now I'm very appreciative of what I have and where I am because I, I finally find a job delivering insulation. I'd be driving around for $12 an hour delivering insulation all around Southern California and fucking sucked. But it's like, I had kids, I had to provide for my kids, right. I did what I had to do. Right. And, um, I know you mentioned you listened to the, the podcast I did with Bennett, but it was, his was a similar story. He's like, he worked at a, a Japanese restaurant and he's like, I had to work at that restaurant. Like that started me off. Cause like we kind of skipped out. When you go pro young, you kind of skip out on that whole, like having to get a job or going to college. And, yeah. But he's like getting, you know, working, even though it sucked at the time, working at the restaurant was the best thing that ever happened to me. I learned how to like work doing yeah. other things. And, yep. uh, but so it kind of, that's what it made me think of. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's especially at that age when I was older, I was like, fuck, I'm like, I had no skills in anything, but luckily I'm the type of person. I can see something and I can learn it quick. I can see somebody where I go to work. If I don't know something, I'll watch them do it and I can figure it out what they're doing. And right. I can figure out an easy way to do it. Right. But if I read about it, I'm like, all of a sudden I'm reading and I'm like, oh, look how many fucking ceiling tiles there are on here. I just fucking just squirrel. Of just course. off, of you course. know? Yeah. It's just... ADD or whatever, you know, and then, uh, so I just, I did the whole insulation and then my friend, uh, I did, and I was installing garage doors after that and I started making good money. I got my own apartment. It was a shoebox. It was probably the size of my garage. My two kids live in my bedroom and it was like a, it was like a, uh, loft and it's just a small little place. It's all I can afford 800 bucks a month. And I was scraping the barrel just to survive Damn. going from making 120 grand a year to making like fucking. 15, 20 grand a year. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's definitely... And supporting two kids. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. And I didn't go on fucking welfare. I didn't go on nothing. I didn't get none of that. And I was paying child support too. They were taking money on my check. Jesus. And I just uh, busted my ass and just, like I said, I learned how to install garage doors. You can make a lot of money quick doing that. And I did that. I make good living. And then uh, I moved on from that. And then my friend, I met some friends uh, who's in the oil industry and he works for an oil company. And he's like, hey, I can get you in as a laborer at this company, starting out at 38 bucks an hour. No experience. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like going from making like $18 an hour. So like $18 an hour for like, and then you make like $30 for each garage door and $25 for an opener. So I'm making good money. You know what I'm saying? I'm making almost like 80 bucks an hour because I'm hustling. I can do it fast because I can figure it out, you know? Right. And then I, I started doing that and I learned a lot quick. And then my boss now is the one that taught me everything I know in that. And then my other buddy who got me in, into that, I worked for that oil, oil company and I took a $15 pay cut to go learn how oil works. And that's what got me where I am now making, I'm very comfortable, very happy. My kids, very happy, like I can. Well, yeah, you're, I mean, you got a great yeah. place here. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're, you're moving, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was nice to roll up and I'm like, yeah, Bagley looks like he's doing pretty good. Yeah. Like I was, I was, I was stoked to see it. Yeah, it's just, it's part of it, you know what I'm saying? It's just like a lot of things that make you who you are, you know what I'm saying? And that pretty much, the, the rise and fall is pretty much how it made me how I am now, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because I don't ever want to go back to that place 
as a person who I was and also the things I did, you know what I'm saying? Of course. So it's like, it's, it's good to see people doing good and it's good to fucking try to help people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think just with the knowledge that you've put out there on this, on this interview alone, it's been yeah. like, I think people listen to it and they're like, fuck, that's... Well, I hope so. I that's the human story, right? Yeah. There. Like, it's, it's tragedy and triumph, like, yeah. right? It's, it's, you know, the ebbs and flows of And things. it seems like our generation, it was a lot of kids like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people weren't smart. A lot of people weren't like TJ or like yourself. Like, you were very smart with your money, right? Pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> look at him smirking. And he, no. lives, and he lives in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, I live. Yeah. yeah. But no, no. But still, like, like, like you, you had a great career. You made good money. You know what I'm saying? Look at TJ. TJ was very smart with his money. Yeah. He didn't drink. His mother, like, I think his mother took care of his finances and stuff like that. And it was very smart. Like that's. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have done something like that. But I guess if I if I would have done that, I would have been maybe in a different situation. I wouldn't have right. kids or something like that. You know, you never know where your cards yeah. would have lied. Yeah. I mean, we're all on a path, and it, like, your path took you through some some rocky road. Oh, but, correct. But you're here now. And, yeah, dude, I really I appreciate you being so open and honest with everything. Like, I was I'm honored, man. Yeah. I was I was stoked. Plus, dude, I haven't seen you for a while, so I was like, hell yeah, dude, it's a perfect opportunity to catch up. Like yeah. we, I mean, I when when uh, I was telling my wife, like she's like, who's Jerry Bagley? She she didn't. Uh, I think you might have seen her. You might have when her and I started dating. You were probably like starting your your exit there. But I'm like, oh yeah, he's this dude. Like we kind of came up in the in the same era, like kind of battling it out for the fifth and sixth spot a lot of times. Like that's yeah, right. He was always yeah, third I know. And fourth. Who's he kidding? Humble over here. No, dude, humble pie. No, it's funny though. You guys both had the same response though. I said, um, hey, um, Doyle wants to do your interview, and he's like, what, really? And then I said, hey, Jerry will do your interview. And you're like, whoa, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you shut the fuck up. What you yeah, I was, yeah. Um, someone posted the uh, scores from like the ABA Grands. And yes. it was like, I was in, I think you might've been in fourth. I was in like seventh. That's funny. But I remember there's a couple like dirt circuits where like I, I wanted a top five finish so bad and I'd get sixth and you'd always get fifth. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I gotta get back. Like I gotta get to Bagley before I get to like Dude, nasty. And those it's guys. funny, every other weekend we'd be together. For fucking like two years straight, yeah. Or, yeah. or or every third weekend, you know what I'm saying? Like we'd we'd all be in the same place for a long weekend, doing the same thing. Yeah, I used to trip on that because like, hey, I'll see you in Vegas next week, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, that's badass. But dude, thank you so much for this interview. I no, thank you. I really I appreciate, appreciate it. it. I think people dig it, and uh, yeah, can't wait to like get this out. Cool. Hell appreciate yeah. It. Me too. Cool. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Good job, Biz. Good job. <laughs>